Instead of providing you with a nice, polished, well-written, well-recorded cold open for this week's episode, we decided to channel our inner Battlefield 2042 and deliver you what we'd like to call a cold open beta. This is a very unfinished, unpolished, work-in-progress cold open that we hope you'll still enjoy. But if you don't enjoy it, we're just going to make some excuses and say this is from a very old build of cold opens that we had a long time ago. And that you definitely should still listen to our podcast, even though we haven't instilled enough confidence in you to trust that what we say about this being an old build is actually true. Isn't that how you do it, EA? Cool. We learn from the worst. Let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of the Cool Down Time Podcast. This is episode 22, and this is your dreadful host of the show, Marco. And joining me, as always, is my co-host that you know is a far cry from normal, and that is, of course, the one and only Pablo. How you doing, man? Hey, I see what you did there. I'm t- uh, look, man, it's, it's the truth. Look, before we I hit record, it. before we hit record, he went to go make himself a drink, and all you hear in the background is this man singing falsetto. Of of nothing, not just 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 random notes that no, he's hitting. It's just music that comes from the from my soul, you know. Uh, I, I I coined it uh, soul music. You, you uh, did, okay. Yeah, I did that. I also, sometimes when I cook, I cook from the soul. I I coined that soul food. Uh, so why do you make every intro uncomfortable like this? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I think I know well, how I it's I gonna just, be. I think I know it's how. That's just I I make things up, and I, I I don't know. I'm kind of like an innovator, so. Listen, it is what it is. Pablo's obviously ready to uh, record. I'm ready to record. Let's do this. Uh, we have a great show uh, for 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 those of you listening. Uh, thanks, by the way, to all the new listeners. We've we've uh, our numbers are going up, man. Um, we're getting some new uh, some new fans, and we appreciate all of you. Yeah. Uh, so we hope to uh, have a great show for you today. We have lots to go over. Uh, we have my, loadouts. My goal, wait, wait. My goal is is for somebody to ask me what somebody asked Adele on uh, Instagram Live is what's my body count. But I'm talking about you know how many people have listened to the to the show not how many people i've had sex with because i've only had sex with nobody i'm a okay okay uh, look <laughs> so I'm, sorry. I'm just glad we're not talking about holly berry anymore in an episode and that you moved on to a, another celebrity uh it, and it, apparently it's adele okay what's wrong with me man i don't know but i'm just gonna keep going with the show intro here <laughs> hey got... keep going marco make me feel good okay um all right Whew. i'm ready all right, we got loadouts. We're going to talk about some stuff we've been playing uh, over the last week. We're going to save some of those games, though, for our checkpoint chat, which I'll get into in just a second. But we also have uh, some loadout news. We have five very interesting uh, news stories we're going to be covering uh, on this episode of the program. And then, of course, we have Booty Juice, which is going to be about <laughs> it's going to be about uh, the biggest blunders of the industry. Of course, um, on a weekly basis, we pick the worst story of them all, and we cover that in this segment. And uh, this time, we're gonna we're gonna harken back to our, our friends at Ubisoft and talk a little bit of shit about uh, a game they announced uh, this week. Then we're going to get into the Checkpoint Chat, which is the main event of the podcast, and that's where we're going to talk about uh, some of the new, uh, bigger, and high-profile games we're playing, which is Far Cry 6 and Metroid Dread, so we're going to give you an in-depth breakdown of those two uh, releases, and we thought 
just too much to, uh, to talk about with that just to put it in regular loadouts. So uh, we're, we're calling this a new game roundup uh, for our checkpoint chat. And then we have our debut of the cooldown showdown where we are going to argue and I'm going to win uh, in our very first debate. And the debate is going to be which Xbox IP is the best overall IP, Halo or Gears? So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that uh, at the end of the show. And uh, yeah, man, we got a lot of we got a lot of ground to cover. Any any thoughts before we begin? Uh, the other day, I uh, I saw something on TV, and I said, "Man, that's booty juice." Uh, and right. my wife recoiled <laughs> in disgust. She was like, "What is that?" So one, wait, so she doesn't listen to the podcast. I was just going to say so, she, she doesn't support you at all. Clearly, uh, automatically, that's a strike. And two, uh, this—that's the reaction we want when we say booty juice. We want people to go. Ow. Yeah. We want to. Im- we want people to imagine. Yeah. The booty juice. Little little explosive diarrhea on the brain is all we want you to feel. Like it's it's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I am disappointed that she's not listening to the show. I'm I'm surprised she doesn't even hear you saying it like in the other room or something when you're like recording with me right now. Oh, Marco, Mark, she's toned me out years ago. Damn. She's de- like she doesn't that. even know I'm in that. She's like, you're here? I'm like, yeah, I've been next to you for the wow. past six hours. She's like, that's crazy. <laughs> what does it mean when you talk to your wife and all she says to you is like, wow, that's crazy? Well, granted, you you ask her random things about random things, and, and she doesn't even know when to take you seriously sometimes. He, he will stop in the middle of a multiplayer game online and ask her about something she clearly knows nothing about, like about an in-depth like point of view about a video game's like design or something, and she just kind of goes, want, huh? I just want an outsider's point of view, and usually it's useless. Well, so, so you just called your wife useless. Okay. All I right. mean, let's, uh, let's, listen. hey man, we're, we're getting new followers at the expense of your household, so I'm cool with that. Um, speaking of which, if you like us, give our podcast a sub. We're on Spotify and all your favorite streaming services. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and uh, write us a few nice words while you're at it to help our show grow. Also, be sure to keep us in your FOV in between episodes by following us on Instagram at Cooldown Time Podcast or Twitter at Cooldown Time Pod to stay connected with your boys. Now, Pablo, with that being said, let's jump right into loadouts. And again, this is a Metroid and Far Cry free loadouts until later on. Um, but let's talk about a, a little open beta called Battlefield 2042. It was what I like to call Beta, beta Field 2042. Yeah. Uh, came out. Uh, now, I, I know that I'm a bigger Battlefield fan than than you are. Uh, you know, you you've played them. You have a an admiration for them. You like them. I'm more of a like fanatic of, of a Battlefield right. uh, franchise. So I, I actually, you know, it, it would be easier to start with me. But I actually want to start with you, and I, I want to start with a question. Okay. Do you believe that this beta was an old build? of Battlefield 2042. And why or why not? Fuck no. I mean, it's <laughs> it was supposed to come out this game was supposed to come out this month. Right. It it got pushed back to November 19th. Yep. If I'm not mistaken around there. I believe so. Yeah. And so I don't understand why they would put out a beta and then say things like, "Oh, this is too mu- this game was supposed to come out this month." I mean, why are we first of all, why are we playing a 2-month-old beta? How are you going to implement what we find in terms of bug fixes within this beta if it's two months old and it's coming out in weeks. No, here's the the truth of the matter is, is they saw the responses, they saw the overall kind of uh, 
you know, consensus behind what this is, and and they went ahead and they and they hid behind the entire faithful. Oh, guys, <laughs> this is fine. A, it, this is a beta. You know what? It, it, you guys are overreacting. It's look. I mean, my 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 problem with battlefield games have always been that I I I'm a more of a when it comes to multiplayer games, I'm more of a Twitch kind of person. Like, and Battlefield okay. is less about that. Uh, very big, uh, open. You, you have your job to do, and, and and you're very like specific about that. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go to this location. Whether you like to be on a boat, on a plane, or on foot, they're they're very specific uh, jobs that you could do in that game. And I tend to enjoy that with friends. Uh, Marco, just that's kind of like your style of, of multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. So this 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 was a miserable experience for me uh, because everything it is so big 200 200 200 players something like that. Right? Uh, I think it was 128 128. Yeah. So yeah, 128. It's way too big. It's so much. So many bots were in the match. It that's just, true. Yeah. It was it bot was, city in that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a someone who put something out. That they went into a lobby, and out of the 128 players, they were the only real player <laughs> in the entire thing. It, it just—it's—I don't understand how the 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 plan be, be behind the sustaining this game because a couple of months when the, when when users dropped, it's just natural. No matter how good the game is, yeah, it's just going to be a bot centric game. Like I, I I don't know. It's yeah. this is a mess, dude. Yeah, I and I agree. I think I, I think it's pure damage control. Um, you know, I don't recall ever. He, I don't recall a time where there was ever a developer that said, "Hey, this is an old build," and then the actual game turned out great. I don't ever yeah. recall that happening. I always recalled or saying it, this is an old build as an excuse because it was trash. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So it, I, I think this is definitely the most recent version of of Battlefield. I think I what I really think this is, just with just EA being EA, is I think that this was a test to see what the response was going to be about the state of the game as it's yep. currently constructed. And depending on the level of backlash or responses, um, EA's decision might be to just kind of go ahead and roll with it and just um, you know make dice put out some patches throughout the year to, to get the game in a more, you know, uh, polished, uh, presentable state. Or the alternative would be, let's just delay it until maybe January or something like that with so an extra me, couple of patches under its belt or something. Before you continue, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What, what do you think is the possibility of a delay? Hmm. I think it's actually, I want to say it's 50-50 because I, I, I think that the reason why is because this is a this is not the typical year where you're just going up against Call of Duty. You're going up against right. Halo Infinite, which is, for all intents and purposes, it's going to dog walk both of those games uh, this year. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, Based on what we played of, of the betas of, of all of I didn't play Halo, obviously, but the, the consensus is that it's great. Yeah. Right? I think this is as good a time as any to say, you know what? Let's let Halo have its space. Let's let Call of Duty be Call of Duty, even though that game doesn't look like it's in the best shape. And we'll just come back in January or February or something. And maybe by that point, people will be maybe over Halo and over Call of Duty enough to give us a try. Um, I think that's entirely possible. And I, honestly, I think that wouldn't be that bad of a decision if I'm, if I'm EA, because yeah. what do you stand to gain by competing against Halo and Call of Duty? 
especially when you have a game that's in the kind of shape that this is in. I mean, this <laughs> this feels like a cheap, free-to-play Battlefield copycat. I mean, it doesn't it really even does, feel yeah. like it's a, a real Battlefield game. It just it it lacks so many of the intangibles and the nuances of what makes Battlefield Battlefield that I think it would be a colossal mistake to to let it come out in the condition that it's in right now. So especially with with the whole plan. I mean, it, it, no matter how much like you want this game to survive for how long you want it to survive, first impressions matter. And if the game just comes out and it's just bombs, I mean, it'll be hard to get those players back. I mean, exactly. this game would have to literally be absolutely different from what it is now to, for even for me to even give it a chance. To be quite honest with you, let's say that this game is a Game Pass game. I will not download this game, if it, even if it was a Game Pass game. I would download because the game. I ain't gonna lie. I, 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 I had no fun. I mean, we played it, and we were energetic, and I was trying to infuse my kind of shenanigans yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, like, I, I, I had told Pablo before he jumped on that, like, this is kind of terrible and i think you kind of felt bad for me <laughs> a little bit because you knew no i, how I came in because I, I wanted to i wanted to try it yeah and i just i came in hot because i wanted to have fun and usually when we play battlefield one we make and our I took own it, fun yeah yeah we make our own fun and so i came into it with the same kind of energy regardless of the fact that it probably was going to be a bad experience and i just couldn't keep up i mean by the time i saw this uh, rocket ship fly into the space and there was smoke everywhere and it didn't meant nothing it meant I mean, was, nothing <laughs> it, i don't <laughs> like know what was that, happening that's I, a thing I okay completely drained and i was just like uh, dude and we were I, physically forcing ourselves yes to play the game at dude that point. I, I, we literally text each other after we were done we're like i'm i'm genuinely ti- like physically tired after playing that yeah. it was so soul crushing to me that it, it actually wore me out physically um you know i, I guess to kind of break it down a little bit more. I, I think that the one of the big problems is that the flow of battle and combat is really, really bad. And and I mean that by battlefield standards, and I mean that just in general. Um, the, the needlessly large map makes no real use of its scale or scope. It's just kind of big for the sake of being big. Um, battles feel so isolated that there's really... Oh. There, there's, there's no real... There's always usually a place to go find the action. With big yeah. maps, and and this didn't have any of that, and and it's hard to tell because it was a lot of bots, like we know. Um, maybe with real players, there's more, um, you know, uh, there's busier spots on the map to go to, but it just felt like a scattered fucking mess. Um, weapons and gadgets were completely uninteresting and inconsequential. They oh they God. just felt like you know any weapon would be fine, and that's just not Battlefield. Battlefield, you have to kind of practice with the weapon. You have to test out different attachments to see if it even works for you. Uh, you got to spend some time with a gun in Battlefield to make sure it's right for you. And this just felt like Call of Duty guns. Like everything is yeah. viable, you know. And that's just it, not pretty much. Yeah. You know, I, I think that Battlefield always kind of felt to me like a game of isolated battles in, in different sections. Like you have A, yeah. B, C, D, E, F, G, all these points, and people are having their own kind of battles in each of those sections. And there, there have been times where we played, and I go back to Battlefield 1 because that's the one that we I had the most fun with in recent years. I, I remember times when we played that one desert map, and we stayed in one spot in the middle for the whole, and had yeah. a one, we were viable, we were helping the team, and it was a fucking blast. Yeah, but th- that's not that's no longer the case because you could run from point A to point oh, B in that map God. in one go. But in this one, like I I was truly genuinely lost. Like it was it was literally like going on a road trip where <laughs> it was like, are we there yet? Because it was like, oh, we got to go all the way to G. To oh, capture that. Man. I don't want to fucking go over there. I, I mean, it's so to, far. Yeah, it was. T- it's terrible. And like I said, it's just 
big for the sake of being big. And that's not what Battlefield, if it's anytime Battlefield has ever been large scale, it's, it's always felt intentional and it always felt you know, for the most part, relatively balanced so that you were always in, you know, you, you were, you weren't too far away from something to do or some way to contribute. And this one, you're just kind of on your ass, like, okay, where, where do I go? Oh, yeah. there's a rocket shit going up. Like, oh, cool. Um, you know, it, I think another issue with this is, is the controls and the movement are really fucking bad. Like, the, the, the default sensitivity, the field of view, the aiming settings are all kind of terrible um, out of the box. There's a lot of options, thankfully, to, to fix that. But, I mean, I don't want to dig in through, like, dead zone settings and, and you know, um, yeah. all the, the, you know, again, very extensive suite of options to, to tune the game the way you like. But I want a better out-of-box experience than what that is. The driving sucks. The parachuting sucks. The paragliding sucks. You try yeah. that. Oh, my God. It's bad. It's so bad. Um uh, the look and feel is even bad too. I mean, eat bugs and pop in aside because that is beta type of shit. The game looks terrible to me graphically. I don't, I don't like. It. I don't know if it's because it's cross gen or what, but it looks pretty bad. The physics are pretty floaty. Uh, nothing really feels weighted, if that makes sense. Uh, everything feels yeah. just kind of loose. And then, and the, the UI and the HUD is horrible and the tiny ass text remember that when yeah. you had to like yeah, figure yeah. out how to revive me and it's just a little, little bit a little bit I, press x to I, I said what about bifocals <laughs> i don't know where but you know it's it's funny because one of the things battlefield for me is always done even if i wasn't a fan of the actual product is it was always pretty impressive graphically um i remember playing uh, right. one i remember four i remember even you know looking at five and thinking yeah this three when three was yeah, came yeah. out, I was like this is fucking incredible. I mean, I remember that one of the trailers for Battlefield Three, uh, the single player campaign. It was like raining. Uh, it, I mean, it it was bafflingly. It was like it was incredible. And mm-hmm. not, there's none of that in, in this game. It feels, it feels like it's missing something. It feels like there's uh, like it, it's it almost feels like it's not done. And, and and it looks that way to me. Oh anyway. yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. And and to think this is a game that's uh, multiplayer only. I mean, you you put all your resources into specifically making the multiplayer great, and this is what you got after three years. Um, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm waiting until this comes out in a sturdy, tuned they've and lost, balanced state. But I, I'm not spending full price on this at all. I mean, if it's on Game Pass, way. I'll get it. But um, that's just because it's it's there, but uh, I'm not I'm not buying this. I mean, really, to me, like Dice is another example of another EA studio that's turned into another Bioware, <laughs> like but on the multiplayer side, like yeah. it. They used to be the one of the gold standards of of uh, you know awesome multiplayer games with a lot of depth, a lot of strategy, a lot of tact, and now they're just kind of a shell of themselves. You know, like trying to be like a caricature of themselves more than like who they actually were. You know, between this, between uh, Battlefield Five coming out in, in in bad shape, obviously Star Wars Battlefront and the whole debacle with that, um, man, Dice is just kind of fucking just, it up. I kind of felt like Battlefield has taken chances in the past uh, with whether with with their games and I mean, look, one of the games I, I think I don't I th- I'm pretty sure you're not a fan of this game if I'm not mistaken, but Battlefield Hardline. Um, oh, I played it with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I right. liked that game. It was all right. I, I mean, it took it took a chance, sure, and, and, and the multiplayer and the single player was super. The single player weird. was was the single player was cheeks. Um, <laughs> but they they took they took some chances there, and yeah. I just felt like they've lost their way, and they're trying to almost emulate three in a way with this one. Yeah, uh, and it just feels like a it feels like a like a like a cheap imitation of. Of what somebody told somebody what that battlefield used to be. Yeah, this is, this is what it's not good. Nah, nah so, I'll pass we'll on see. the the great value battlefield. I'm good on that. Um, yeah. So other game in my loadouts, um, Battlefield aside, is uh, is a game that that you talked about a couple episodes ago that I have not been able to stop thinking about, and finally it went on sale uh, before Tokyo Game Show or during Tokyo Game Show, and that is Near Replicant version. 1.224744871398675309 um <laughs> that's for the old heads out there um so oh, zero, zero, four. <laughs> um so i um you know i i really enjoyed near automata or automata or whatever the fuck it's called uh i enjoyed it a lot i played all through each of the campaigns um, got the the true true ending, so I'm I'm one of those people. Um, I got near replicant because I something about near's vibe is just different. It just hits different, and I was your boy Pablo told you you like it. I was what's that? What's that? Because your boy Pablo told you you like it. Man, drink your beer. Um, <laughs> you were right though. I mean, it, it is it is fantastic. And, and, you know, basically, the game sets you off on a story where. A teenage boy is attempting to help cure his younger sister, uh, younger sister's illness, uh, which was created by some kind of mysterious dark force. So, in a quest to save his sister's life, um, the boy uh, encounters a mysterious talking entity in the form of a book called the Grimoire Vice, which partners with the so boy dumb. to, um, yeah, to to kind of helps him like with an, an array of supernatural powers that the that he has to help defeat all the evil uh, forces which are called shades um, that uh, basically created the illness that his sister has so along the way you meet like supporting characters including like a really foul-mouthed um, woman uh, that's strangely dressed in lingerie named Kaine um, yeah. and there's she is <laughs> <laughs> like you, when you first saw her I'm like why are you doing this? Listen, she, where was she? She, she had is a- the blueprint for for what Kojima wanted to do with Quiet, with like the backstory that'll make you feel bad. Like I'm I'm at a point now in the game where I'm learning her backstory, and I'm like, that's why, like that's what Kojima wanted with Quiet, but he he didn't even come close. But um, anyway, she is very interesting to look at, uh, to say the least, um, and uh, pretty interesting plot twist about her uh that i'm you know i'm not going to spoil for you if you ever decide to come back to it but really interesting character and also there's she's a, a man <laughs> actually oh for real for real dude a uh, little bit of that going on um strangely enough so yeah this game huh? this game is doing things um so you you you, you meet her you meet um Ooh, this uh, this this kid, which is uh, he's he's basically like a young boy with like eyes that turns everything to stone. Um, so it's 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 a really you know obviously it's a very fantasy uh, RPG yeah. type of game as you can tell, um, and and that's kind of the trap because it makes you think this is a by the book RPG, and then weird shit starts to happen as if all that wasn't weird enough. 
Right. You, one of the things it starts to do is it loading screens are normally like diary entries from this boy's sister to just talk about random day-to-day life. But out of nowhere, um, you get this loading screen where it's instead of like a regular diary page, it's a black page with eerie notes that say things like wall of Jericho collapsed, 5,000 people believe dead, request for reinforcements streaming in from multiple locations. We'll continue to monitor the situation. I'm like, what the fuck the is Bible? this? Yeah, so now it's like, what? What's going on? This is like real life stuff or biblical stuff. Like, what's what is this? And then there's That's, more of yeah, that. The wall of That's, Jericho is biblical. Yeah. Yeah. So more stuff starts to trickle in like that. And you're like, what is going on? So what you end up realizing is that the game's folkish RPG like backdrop is actually not what it seems. It's like something else going on that's happening that is without spoiling too much. What you're playing is not exactly reality. Um, yeah. as far as I'm knowing it so far. Uh, so it's really, really intriguing from that like mysterious standpoint. Um, the combat's great. It's not as good as um, Automata because Platinum you know, is obviously Platinum, and they did an, uh, an amazing job on, on that game's combat. But it, it is much improved, like you said on the, um, the pod. Um, yeah. And I think that the JRPG structure is... Um, it's very old school to the point where it's almost satirical, like to the point where like even like the Grimoire Vice book will like make um, little quips about, you know, the stupidity of certain fetch quests and like why yeah. there's no fast travel in the game and stuff like that. So it's very self-aware. Um, so it's, it's a really fascinating ass game with uh, a really fascinating story that I'm I'm really interested to keep peeling back the layers for. So this was a a good recommend for me, dude. Um, I got it cheap, and it's uh, it's given me a lot of uh, really cool moments. And it might even fuck around and be in my top ten this year uh, if it stays the way it's uh, if it uh, stays the way it's going. So, um, but yeah, that's um, that's what I got going on in my loadouts, my G. So um, yeah. Let's go ahead and shift gears uh, to loadout news. And um, we've got five news stories. All five are pretty interesting stuff. But let's start with, um, you know, obviously the big story of, of last week was the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate presentation, uh, the final one. And the last uh, fighter revealed is Sora. Um, Sora! Now, let's Sorry just... for you. <laughs> let's just let's just uh, let's just rip off the band-aid this wasn't what you wanted it wasn't what I wanted nope but how do you feel we, about listen, this though we we talked about it the night the, we talked about it the night before we talked about <laughs> okay. this the night before um, about what uh, what we wanted mm-hmm. um, you know what what we expected what we wanted and since July, the rumor's been going around since it was Sora, and um, with, basically with how, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. I always do this, at least once a show. Uh, about Sakurai? Yeah, Sakurai, <laughs> and and his fandom uh, of, it, it's actually a franchise he enjoys, the Kingdom Hearts franchise, and there's a weird connection with Sora and the company, Sora LT, uh, yeah, com- his company, which is also called Sora, so there was that connection there. Um... And so I was pretty pretty sure it's gonna be Sora, but I was really expecting it not to be, so, uh, uh, not wanting it to be Sora. Right. Uh, and I was ready, man. I had bullets. I had the gun ready. Mm. Shoot all my shots mm. at Sora reveal because fuck Kingdom Hearts because obviously it's gonna be trash and because man was that shit beautiful. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, man. Like you know, it's one of those things where uh, 
you know, you're scuffing like, stupid Sora, ha, <laughs> dumb, and then Sora comes out of that little keyhole, and he's like, he's oh, just man, just floating was, with his eyes closed, all, all, it, all adorable it, and whimsical and sparkly. Like, and then he flies around, you get the Peter Pan vibes. It's like, oh. let's get the negatives out the way. It's another sword fighter. It's another character from a franchise I don't like. Uh, and honestly, it, it's not, for me, before the reveal, it just wasn't the ending that I wanted to the entire series itself. You know, just so many incredible characters. A love letter, hate to use the term, but a love letter to video games in general. Um, and, and the fact that I wanted something that was very much a part of my kind of uh, ecosystem in terms of video game fandom, Master Chief, or whatever the case may be. And it was Zora, Zora, who's absolutely not in that wheelhouse for me, but man, the way it was executed and the way it was done, I almost I almost feel like it could have only been Zora at this point. Like, if it was Master Chief, it would have had the same impact. It would have been like, oh, that's fucking dope, but just the finality of it, uh, 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 of what Sakurai has done with the franchise and the way that it, it, it kind of... The last character entered and the first be Mario at the at the extended trailer, they shake hands at the end of that. That all that shit was just perfection. Uh, and it all, when, when they all turned into amiibo and then they came yeah. back one last time for one last yeah. I was like, Am I getting a little choked up in this bitch? Yeah. I mean they just <laughs> it, it, I guess it's I guess it's less about less about Zora and more about the way that the entire um the entire reveal trailer was set up, and ultimately how I felt was okay. I, I don't like Zora. I, I I'm not of I'm not happy that he's the last one. But there are so many characters in here, so many characters that I love, so many things. It's I did I don't ha- they don't all have to be for me. Yeah. And they're so the fact that th- th- this was the way it was, and he, and, and Sakurai looked visibly excited, and he was very happy. And oh, he he, like, he, he put on fat his heads up. He put he on his. Fat uh, heads up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went into his closet. He pulled out the illest-looking silk shirt this time around. Ooh, oh yeah, that boy was And he clean. set it up like a straight-up talk show monologue. He was talking. People were laughing it up. He played like live. Uh, I mean, and, and he knew exactly what he was doing. He set up the entire ending of Kingdom Hearts with Sephiroth, and it was just like he he was he was waiting on this. Yeah, absolutely. You could tell there's a labor of love here, and Sakurai is is is. He's a genius for, for what he did with with with, uh, with Ultimate and what he's done with with, with the series and, and as a whole. So I'm glad he was able to finish it off the way he wanted, mm. and you can tell. I mean, it was it was. I'm telling you, man, we were ready. We were oh. ready to shit on this. I was I was humming the oh. I was I was Halo funny, ready. Funny enough, when they did the uh, the version of the um, Ultimate theme song, mm-hmm. and it was like. Chorus, a little like bit that. of it was sounding a little. I was like, like "Hold on, did I just hear? Did I just hear a but choir?" But uh, Mario O'Donnell yeah, is that man. you in the shadows? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This, what makes me feel better about this is two things. Number one is this is this is a character that Sakurai wanted. This is for him. Yeah, you know, and for yes. everything that he's given us, all these amazing collaborations and characters you never thought you'd see in a smash game that are in a smash game i'm cool with the fact that this is for him you know what i mean yeah more than anybody right. else it's obviously for fans too but this is what he wanted so if that's how it ends if that's the the last note that this ends on then i'm totally okay with that because he deserves to have one for himself right 
Yeah. I think the other thing is that I saw so many teary-eyed reactions from people on YouTube and Twitch. um, and, And at a certain point, you have to take a step back and sit the fuck down and go, okay, this is not for me. And I need to just understand that and be okay with that because this is making people lose their shit. And I've I had my moment when when Joker was announced. I had my moment yeah. when I found out Snake and Cloud were back and that Sephiroth That's joint. Right. I've had my day, right? My days. So this is okay to me. Um and, and and that's what helped me reconcile this. If they're happy, I'm happy. You know, and, and like you said, it's it's touching as fuck. I mean, that was yeah, boy, that was some whimsical ass shit right there. And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh man, the feels. So yeah, I, I'm and, cool. And in my and in my own kind of like, you know, turning my nose up to the Kingdom Hearts series, because you know, let, let, let's get that right. Kingdom Hearts is trash. Oh but booty. But I underestimated the fact of how much people actually do love Kingdom Hearts because I also saw those reactions and people were genuinely happy. Like, uh, we, we, we like watching this guy it was a um, Mighty Keef. Yeah, uh, Mighty Keef is... Yeah, yeah he lost Mighty it. Mighty and when well, he absolutely lost it and it was genuine as hell. And yeah, it's like, he's not okay, one of those I, people that's going to put on... Yeah, and know. I was like, okay, yeah. That's the one that actually got me. I was like, all right, okay, I get it. I, I don't get what Kingdom Hearts is, uh, but it's special to them. Yeah. And... They've gone, and, and let's be honest here, I, I've played most, uh, all the mainline Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and I played 3, and 3 was not good. Uh, and I tried it just to try it, and I, I can only imagine being a fan of that series and then having to sit down and play 3 years and years in the making. So I'm glad that they actually yeah. got something here that was, that really, you know, paid and full their fandom back. Because, I, I mean, maybe not for everybody, but I mean... Uh, People were really into it, and I'm glad for them. I really am. Yeah, yeah. I, like you, I, I, when when I saw that reveal trailer for um, for Ultimate, and it was like, oh, this character is here. This character is cool, and it's like everybody is here, and they showed Snake, and mm-hmm. I was like, I lost, I lost, I literally lost my shit. I was like, oh. this is the best thing, and uh, you know, I everybody that I ever wanted is in that game, uh, from the past. Yeah, uh, really, you know. So I, I, I had my, and, and, I don't look, have to have, it's all for me. And look, low key. Seeing Sora in action in the game is kind of dope. Fire. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. dope. I can't lie. But yeah, I'm not a sword guy in the game. I have my mains, I am, but so I'm kind of but excited. He, but he he has some really cool uh, kind of. I, I, I'll try him out for yeah. sure. Yeah, for um, sure. But um, just in a couple at the like a week from now, right? I think it's the 18th, October 18th. Yeah. yeah, so coming soon. Yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll check it out and see how we feel. But um, that takes care of uh, one of the news stories. The other uh, news story we have, uh, secondly, is that um, we got more rumors, man. We got rumors that uh, Blue Point Games, um, as we talked about in the last episode, we said you know when they got acquired that the rumor is that they were making a remake. And an original game. And word on the street is that uh, that remake is going to be Bloodborne. Um, So, long story short is that uh, Colin Moriarty of of Last Stand Media uh, predicted this and and kind of hinted that this was going to happen. And then his uh, tweet about it was actually uh, liked by a a relatively infamous uh, Sony leaker. with like a kind of a winking gif uh, to imply that this is actually true. Um, and so the belief is that this is going to be kind of another Demon Souls type of thing uh, and that we will probably get some type of announcement about a uh, Bloodborne game. So, you know, Pablo, you are the, the Souls guy of, of the two. 
uh, of us. So, um, as I guess, two part question: what What was your experience and thoughts about Bloodborne initially? Um, you know, in in the in the realm of of Souls games, and how do you feel about this uh, potential rumor uh, being true about Bluepoint working on this? Uh, Colin Moriarty said that Halo was also coming to PlayStation once uh, before. But anyway, <laughs> no, uh, I, I I honestly think it's a we. I uh, okay. F- first, my impression on Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne is, and this is. I'm sorry, guys. You're gonna hate me. It's it's Uh-oh. my least favorite Souls like game. Besides, besides Blood uh, Blood uh, uh, Dark Souls Two, which is bad. Um, wow. It's my least favorite one because I I am a I am a I am a shield. And sword guy or shield and weapon guy. I like my parries. And in 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 Bloodborne, there's no shield. It's all action. It's all super fast. And it's it's not it's not bad game at all. It's it's really cool setting. But it just it just wasn't my favorite game to go through. It's not the way that I like to play. Do you like it? Blood. Do you like it more than Sekiro? No, no, no. Oh my! No, it is. Got them. But but it's not. But it's. <laughs> but but I have to say, it, it, I I love those games so much that it's not like I'm saying Bloodborne sucks because it doesn't. It's just in terms of how I play and prefer. Uh, like what I prefer is is the original kind of Dark Souls games for sure, and Demon Souls. And I would say under that would be Sekiro and Bloodborne, but I, I just I just like the aesthetic. The, at this point, it's just down to the aesthetic. I just like the aesthetic okay. more uh, 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 Sekiro than I do Bloodborne. Um, but it, really, I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that Bloodborne is a bad game. Okay, but now we got that out the way, Yes, and I apologize. I think this is a weird rumor. I, 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 I don't... I'm gonna... I'm standing on the opposite side of this. I think this is a remaster... A, a 4K 60 frame remaster with some kind of texture upgrades, uh, not a remake. I, I just don't. I just don't understand. You mean something um, like a like the Max Payne kind of thing? So Max Payne, like the Max Payne, not Max Payne. I'm sorry, Alan Wake. My bad, uh, Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah, like the Alan Wake or even the um, even the. Uh, 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 Mass Effect Legendary oh, okay. Edition. Uh, okay, I see what where, you're saying. Okay, like it, it, it's going to be a significant upgrade, hmm. but it's not going to be a a remake in in the same vein as Demon Souls. Um, you know, I I just I, I don't see it. I don't I don't understand why they would do it specifically just to get 40 60. Uh, I mean 4K 60. Uh, based on the fact that if Dark Souls Three can do it. Bloodborne definitely can do it, you know. It's so it just would feel like a wasteful amount of resources to make this game look better, sure. But ultimately, I would want them to. <laughs> Bloodborne fans are gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> but I, here's the thing, though. Oh if you go, if you go on Reddit and all that, a lot of Bloodborne fans actually prefer would prefer a remaster if that means they can get a Bloodborne two sooner rather than later. Uh, it. it, it the the hardcore Bloodborne fans do not think that this does not. They don't think that this game looks bad. They they think it should it, it should benefit from a four K sixty frame sure. Hmm. But they I I very rarely do I know any Bloodborne fan that goes oh this game is terrible looks terrible it's aged badly even though I think it has to a certain extent. Um I I just I don't know I I just don't see this to be a complete remake. I I, I think it's a remaster on the side of. More visual upgrades and obviously 4K 60 frames, because I, right now they they've mentioned that they want to make their own IP. I, I 
I just I don't see it. I, it doesn't oh, really man. make a lot of sense to me. The game's not even the game's not even ten years old, dude, to, and it's already getting a re. I mean, it's 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 now we're getting into some weird territory where you know we're gonna get next year a remake of Control or something. It's like you know, it's like what the game just came out a couple of years ago. I I, I don't know. It feels well, I, weird I, to me. I totally disagree feel, with you. I yeah. totally disagree. Um, and, and one more thing that yeah, I'll say yeah. uh, on the Reddit forums. There were there was some I was trying to look it up now, but there was some, a bit of information that was out that was actually confirming that it was actually a remaster uh, from a couple of years ago, uh, and it's a it's a game that 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 has been shelved and been waiting uh, because apparently the rumor is that the remake is actually Deep Dark Souls One. That's actually the remake game. I would hate and that, that. It's and it's gonna be like a but that would have demon, to be multi platform though, wouldn't it? Uh, Someone doesn't own that IP. I think they, well, yeah, because Demon Souls was was uh, was they own Demon, Demon Souls, Souls and and they own Bloodborne. They don't own Dark Souls though. That's that's multiplayer. Oh, I don't uh, I don't know I don't know the details of that. But all I know is uh, if 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 Blue Point makes it a remake, I don't think it has to be uh, a, 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 it don't have to be exclusive to its platform. I mean, they don't own Metal Gear, and the rumor is that Metal Gear is an exclusive to uh, the PlayStation uh, Five. So, I think it's it's based on publishing rights uh, at the end of the day, and I and I feel like you know uh, FromSoft would give publishing rights to, to Sony if they're gonna make that game for them, just like with Demon Souls uh, and and the rumored uh, Metal Gear stuff. So, we'll see. But I I just I don't I don't I don't know, man. I just don't see that they would put their money behind a remake. Well, of Bloodborne. Here, here's why. I mean, number one is you've got an IP that's just kind of on ice that people love and people have a vested interest in seeing more of, whether it's a remaster, a remake, or a re-anything. It's, it's, it's got that kind of equity to it. Um, and, and look, compared to Demon Souls... I think people would have wanted a Bloodborne first. So if they're going to do a Demon Souls, it's not. It stands to reason that they'd be willing to do a Bloodborne too. Well, Demon Souls has been out. I mean, it's almost twenty year old game at this point. So. But yeah, but at the same time, you you also have to consider that you know Sony is in a position where they want they would love to have their own exclusive answer to a Souls game that you can't get anywhere else because Elden Ring's coming out next year, uh, hopefully. Um, don't know how that's going to fare, but it, it would be great if Sony had something for maybe you know fall of next year, much like what they did with Demon's Souls, where they have their own Souls game. And, 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 and you know, as far as, as far as whether it would be a remaster or remake, it, it kind of has to be a remake because now you've given people a standard with Demon's Souls. You've given them, this is how good we can make a remake look. It's going to be very hard for people to want to accept anything less than something that looks as good as Demon's Souls did for Bloodborne. So, I, I disagree in this way. Uh, when Demon's Souls came out, it was a weird one-off kind of thing that came out that that, that birthed uh, Dark Souls. But Demon's Souls didn't really get a lot of love. And so, Bloodborne got a lot of love. Oh, yeah. And so, by remaking this and putting money into it, you got people who never played the Demon Souls games who are Dark Souls fans, Bloodborne fans, Sekiro fans, now playing the the godfather of the of what birthed all these games. That stands to reason you put money into this because people are going to put money into that because they probably never played it. Bloodborne has such a huge following 
remaking that entire game, I, I, I just, there could be a, a, a sect of people who would want to replay that game in that way, but then there could just be people who just already had their time with that game and, and want something else. I mean, there's a huge contingent of people who just want Bloodborne too, you know, because they want the next iteration well, of the game that they love he, so much. Here's the problem with that. Who's going to make an original Bloodborne game? Because well, technically, Bluepoint has never made an original Souls game. They've only remade what was already established, so they don't really know technically made, how to make. And they made Demon Souls on the on the bones of the code that already exists. Exactly, as well. it's it's yeah. it's almost one for one. So they they've never made an original Souls game ever. So that is quite a uh, a learning curve to do something completely original when it's a lot easier and safer to do something that's already established and you're just taking it and giving it a nicer yeah, coat of paint I, like you did with Demon Souls. I, I agree with you, but I think it's aspirations in terms of what they want to do. And I think if they really want to come out with a gut punch and really want to stand out, it's a huge, massive, idiotic almost <laughs> approach to saying, all right, we're Blue Point. We made Demon Souls. Our first uh, new IP is going to be Bloodborne 2. Holy shit. Like, that's ballsy. And I do feel that they feel that they would be the ones to make this game. I Look, ultimately for me, I kind of just put it on the time frame. It, there's just hasn't been enough time to make a remake for me. Um, that's kind of how I feel about it. And, and the rumors from before have always been remaster. Mm -hmm. So to go from remaster to remake, it's like that's a huge leap because you look at you look at uh, Demon Souls remastered and you look at uh, sorry uh, Dark Souls remastered. And you look at Demon Souls remake. I mean, it's it's not even fucking close, you know. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, listen, if Demon Souls, if Bloodborne comes out and it is a full-on remake, uh, I'm, I'm happy about it. That's great. But what I'm saying is, is, is I just don't, in terms of whether I think this is a reality, I don't. But if it were to happen, I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck, I wanted the remaster. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> of course I wanted a remake. I'll remake everything. I don't give a fuck. Rem you know, but what I'm saying is, is, is in terms of, uh, of, do I think the source is reliable? Do I think that this is what's gonna i think a lot of wires could get crossed between especially now because if you want to get technical about it darks uh demon souls is technically a remaster because it is built on the bones of that entire code but they did have to remake models and stuff yeah, like I that mean, that's a, that's what yeah. it becomes more remake but you can simply say it's like the complete remastered version because we a whole new point uh you know it, it gets you get lost in the yeah there's a lot of that, semantics so. there too yeah yeah, so yeah exactly it's, it's so yeah. yeah, but we'll see. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I would if Bloodborne comes out as a remake, that's that'd be great. And you're gonna um, buy it, and you're gonna make yourself like it because you should, because it's good. Even from I mean, somebody who don't liked, even like I, these games, I, Bloodborne I always is like Demon. Yeah, I always like Demon Souls, so I that was easy purchase for me. Uh, it was kind of like the motivating factor even behind even getting PS5 first before uh, getting that's Xbox true. Series that's X. That's true. So um, I. I I would love to fall in love with Bloodborne if I could. I mean, sure, please. Woo me, baby. Right. Make me feel good. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn. <laughs> oh, he did it. Guys, I tried. I really tried. All right. Let's move on before he uh, he quotes more Holly. Maybe some, some Catwoman quotes or something next. I don't, I don't want him to do that. Um, uh, you're up next, man. Let's, uh, let, let's talk about the, the, the latest scoop about, uh, about a game that we are still working on pronouncing correctly. So what, yeah, what do you got so, for I us? Mean, so yesterday, uh, some things were cleared up about uh, about Pokemon appropriate, <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's reportedly not an open world game. 
it is Uh-oh. closer. Yeah. Uh oh. It is closer to a monster hunter like design. Uh oh. Listen, know. I know people mm-hmm. were really, really looking forward to Pokemon Adobo being Listen. like this <laughs> incredible open world. I, there are people, Breath of the Wild for Pokemon. The Breath of the Wild the Pokemon game. Holy shit! Embarrassing. Well, look. Well, let me let me this, let me let me read the quote yeah. first um, that was sent to Kotaku oh, yes, about this. So. Um, this was sent to Kotaku by the Pokemon company themselves. They said, in Pokemon Armrest, uh, Jubilife, uh, Jubilife Village, Jubilife Village, wow, that's a, that's a place. That's great. Uh, Jubilife Village will serve as the base for surveying missions. After receiving an assignment or a request and preparing for their next excursion, players will set out from the village to study one of the various open areas of the of the Hisui region. I, I don't know how to say that. After they finish the survey work, players will then need to return once more to prepare for their next task. So, in other words, like 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 you said, Pablo, this is a very Monster Hunter-esque type of, of yeah. format for this game. So, um, what are your <laughs> other than the, the the sick and evil side of you that 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 secretly <laughs> enjoys this? Uh, how do you feel about this, and what what does this change, if anything, about your perception or or anticipation for um, Pokemon archaeology? Yeah, well, I mean, Pokemon air traffic control still for me feels <laughs> like. Planes in this game. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I mean, it, it still feels to me like uh, I sounded like Paul Bearer for a second there. I think that the open world dream um, is still many years away. I'm, I look. Let, let's let's not forget where this is coming out. This is coming out on the Nintendo Switch. There's just, I would want, and this is coming from a very low-rung Pokemon um, uh, appreciator. Now, I'm not even going to say fan. Mm. I would love to see an open-world Pokemon game. But I want it, when it comes out, for it to actually be the Breath of the Wild of uh, of the Pokemon. You know what I mean? I, I, okay. That's what I really want it to be. I don't want it to be a, a facsimile or even just kind of like the cheap... Like you say, like we said with Battlefield, the great value version of that. I want this to be, this is exactly like this thing. Because I think that that game would benefit greatly from something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and everything we saw from from this uh, from this game, from Pokemon Alibi, it, it just felt <laughs> to me that it, it wasn't... It, it just wasn't there yet, and, and it looked choppy, and it looked weird. It's like, how am I going to be? How am I going to play a whole entire game like this when it is not stage ready because of, of because of the platform that it's that it's uh, that it's on? Uh, and this yeah. makes sense. This, uh, to be one hundred percent honest with you, this actually makes me a little bit more excited for the game because now I know that it isn't a specifically a completely open world game. I'm not gonna have to uh, contend with the system, fight the system itself to to enjoy the game. I'm gonna have respites between those moments and in that village. And, and listen, the Monster Hunter formula it's kind of popular. It's kind of popular yeah. too. So it's not the worst. And it works great. It makes sense. But I will say. Fuck uh, Game Freak and the Nintendo company f- or Pokemon company for basically pulling us, uh, you know, like just pulling us along. They, they, they literally called this an open world game and they lied. Mm. They lied. They lied. And, 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 and now they're like dropped it like a shadow drop 
last yesterday on a Saturday, I think it was. Little weird. When it was like, by, by the way, the game that everybody is really, uh, uh, really uh, about, the Pokemon uh, Ambiguous, is... Uh, <laughs> It's not open world. The, the the thing we use to describe it, it's not that. Yikes, man. This one is tough, yeah. man. This one's tough because I'm of two minds. Uh, you know, I, I'm okay with it, too. I think it's yeah. all right. I mean, look, this is the Switch we're talking about. And, and, and anybody who really thought this was going to be the open world, Breath of the Wild of their dreams for Pokemon, either was going to get their wish and it was not going to be as they thought, or it isn't what we thought it was going to be period. So I'm, I'm not shocked about this. I, I think it is kind of funny to me that this is the way that they kind of like, no, it's not. And, and kind of got on with their, the weekend. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a little bizarre for me, but I, I think that overall, um, I think first of all, let's just get this out of the way. Pokemon Arkansas is going to be fine. Um, there's, there's no reason <laughs> that'd be a weird setting for this, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. We're in Arkansas now. Um, <laughs> catch the Pokemon's out there. Uh, I just caught my Pokemon <laughs> the Razorback. <laughs> Sponsored by whether well, it's like Chevy clothing to buy in the stores. <laughs> yes. Like, why am I wearing Chevy hats? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I, the game's gonna be fine, and and, and people are still gonna enjoy yeah. it. Um, I, I don't really see. Uh, to me, it's a break even. I, I'll just be honest. I I don't I don't think it's gonna kill this game. I don't think it's gonna make it worse. I don't think that being an open world was gonna make this game magically better. I think it's just one of those things that, you know, it was a design choice. I would have preferred to know about this a lot earlier, so I could have wrapped my mind around what this game is a lot earlier. But yeah. it, it's it, to me, this is a... Pokemon has always had a hard time explaining itself. For, for all of the familiarity and all the same shit that it does, they're just not good at doing certain things when it comes yeah. to talking about their games. Like, it, you know, the, the brilliant Diamond and Pearl uh, games that are coming out soon, there's really not oh, that much information coming out about that at all. So yeah. it's, just a, it, it's just a thing that's happening. And then this comes out in the weirdest way, in the most like back-channel way possible, Um and then you have, you know, all the controversy about Sword and Shield with Pokemon that were taken out, a lot of reused animations and assets and stuff, and, and, and you know, kind of the radio silence. It, it's just, it, more than anything, Pokemon needs better representation and messaging than it does to be a certain type of game for anybody, like, if right. that makes sense. So, I, I again, for me, I don't care either way. I'm still interested in the game, but, um, you know, I... I I'm I'm not gonna sit here and, and pretend like this isn't weird though, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing that I can explain that could make sense to me is if there's some kind of delay coming soon. Possibly, uh, yeah. Because you know, leaking a little bit of information, maybe you know, once Monday rolls around and more publications pick this up, maybe there'll be some sort of you know backlash with fans. I, I I'm still waiting to hear up from Justin. Gotta get Weldon's check on him and see. Uh, Our friend of the show, Justin, about- is is he, first of all, he's still probably angry at me for saying we should kill Pokemon off in that episode we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, you you might have been right. Uh, he, he might be killing himself after he <laughs> hears about this. <laughs> 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 all right, uh, love you, Justin. Um, all right, Pablo. So let's move on to the next uh, item on the on the news list. What what do we have? Uh, this one is uh, actually might keep Justin around. So what do you got here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's funny because um, that same day, Justin wrote, "Oh, another day. Nobody's talked about a Sly Cooper game." I'm like, is this guy being sar- <laughs> sar- sarcastic? Yeah. Because yeah. 
Sly Cooper games rumored to be in early development uh, for the PS5. The question is, who's making it? Yeah. Now, Marco, you told me something that was really interesting, and I looked up some articles, you know, trying to find, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire type of uh, type of research. And the one company that came coming up was uh, Adobe, uh, uh, Asobi, how do you say it? I think it's a soap, Asobi or a soap, a Sobo or something like that. Uh, I should look a that Sobo, up. Asobo, yeah, which is the, 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 the company that did Astrobot. The, uh, the Astrobot game, which, by the way, was a standout was game from last great. year. It was really fun. Yeah, Team it was a really fun game. Yeah, Tim Team Asobi. Uh, and they're rumored to be making this game as uh, one of the rumored uh, potential uh, development teams making this game and listen yeah. we talked about this just a couple of episodes ago mm-hmm. about you know remakes remasters and sly cooper is right up there for me i love sly cooper i think it is a fantastic game it is the best for me um mascot platformer yeah the hybrid that they've done and it is it is i mean if i can get a sly cooper to look as good as a ratchet and clank from this year i mean holy shit i mean it's that's that's just wonderful. I mean, I, I, I've even thought about uh, replaying Ty Cooper games myself ever since that episode because I, I love those games so we much. We ain't got time to really, play no damn Sly Yeah, exactly. Cooper. <laughs> I, have, I have no time to play those games for sure. But I would love a new Sly Cooper game. Uh, and that that's it's a fantastic fucking news for me. Like, this this is exactly what I want. I, I, I want more of this. I, I really... I, I think PlayStation is onto something, kind of going back to the roots a little bit here, uh, and I would love to see more of this shit, you know, even if it's like Jack and Daxter, games that I'm not particularly a fond of myself, but I mean, if you can make a game that, that looks as beautiful as uh, Ratchet and Clank, but, you know, be a little bit more on my side of things in terms of things that I like, I mean, fucking hell, I'm there. Yeah, I mean, I... I- I remember saying to you when we were talking about Ratchet and and Psychonauts that I wouldn't be surprised if we enter some mild little platformer renaissance uh, yeah. or comeback. And this uh, this kind of feels on time. Now I, I I'm not going to lie and, and tell you that this doesn't make me want to scratch my head a little bit. Um, it is kind of a bizarre game to pick out of the pile to bring back when there's a lot of other dormant franchises. Um, now. According to I think the, it comes down to availability uh, in terms of franchise. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in according to the leaker, um, it's definitely not going to be Sucker Punch. It's a hundred percent not going to be them. So, um, you know, whether it's Team Asobi or or a Team Adobe Acrobat Reader, I, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I think for this game to be successful, it's it it kind of has to be a, like a reboot. If I'm being honest, I don't know if you can drop a Sly Cooper five. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. No, it, ha- it would have. It's been it would too have long. To be a, it would have to be a reboot. Yeah, I mean, it would yeah. kind of have to do what like that the Ratchet and Clank game did for PS4, where it's just basically take the first game, reimagine it a little bit, give it a new coat of paint, and call it a day. And I think that'd be dope. Um, but what makes me a little confused about this, aside from kind of like why Sly Cooper is, is what they want to do with the IP. Because with Ratchet, there was always a little bit more with it. There was like the movie that came with it. Um, you know, so you had that little extra thing. So I'm really curious to see, especially when Jim Ryan was talking about, you know, kind of being blockbuster focused and he's so sales driven, um, as we've learned about in, in that interview. Um, we're not going to talk about from a couple of days ago about like, you know, the, that should have been some booty his, his big nice to want things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tangent. Yeah, yeah. I want all the things. What are you doing to actually make it happen? Huh? <laughs> 
exactly. So it's like, how, how, why does that guy green light this game? I guess that's the disconnect for me. Here's my, uh, my thought on it. So the last Sly Cooper game was not made by Sucker Punch. It was made by a company called Sans- Sansaru Games. Uh, they are a, a, a company that is known to make uh, remasters and collections. So they did the Sly collection in 2010, and then they got the green light for Sly Cooper mm. 4, which is these in time, which was fucking great, which I loved. Um, came out in 2013, and ever since then, they've been actually been making um, uh, collection. They did the God of War collection. They did the Sly collection for the Vita, and they've done since then uh, Spiral Reignited Trilogy. And a game called Asgard Draft. They've actually been quiet since 2019. I am actually curious to see if maybe this is the team that's making uh, that's making Sly Cooper. And that's where I think it would make sense. So it'll be a budget title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't be a, a, a full-fledged, from, for, even though I would love it. It wouldn't be on the same level in terms of budget-wise as Ratchet and Clank. It'll be closer to a budget title. And I think it, it's a game coming from a company... That would want the exposure, maybe maybe even a more of a tryout for Sony, because Sony is picking up these small little companies that support uh, studios, and uh, maybe even something like that, and, and they can really hit because with the PlayStation Five nostalgia, kind of players our age, and and, and games like this coming out again, I, I, and having disposable income, I think that this game doesn't need to be a massive hit in order for it to mm. be. Uh, economically viable i think it would have to be a, a contained kind of uh, of of minor hit a small hit in terms of like compared to other games in order for them to actually be able to to make profit on it and i feel like that makes more sense than a big company like a main sony studio doing it uh, for as much as i would love for a Sony to be doing yeah making this game i think sansuro games makes the most sense i didn't even know sansuro games who made the sly cooper thieves in time game was actually still around and they are alive and kicking doing uh doing games um they're they've been focused on asgard draft which was a triple a vr action game and they've literally have not been, done anything um hmm. one thing though it, it to be particularly uh kind of uh aware of is that facebook did buy sensor in 2020 uh yeah so that's there is that part of it is it's mm. part of the oculus studio so that would also be a little weird for them to kind of come off of that to work on this but you never know i mean yeah. sony could be throwing some money around it you, to, to, to make it happen you know what would be interesting if if sony worked out some type of thing with ember lab the people that make Kenna bridge of spirits it's it's yeah. it would kind of be right up their alley it's 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 a tryout Maybe for a future acquisition on the cheap, you know. Yeah. Um, Ember it, Lab is it's is, it, it's that game was nice. Yeah, I mean it would it would be able to come out at a budget price, a lot like Kenna did at forty bucks. It, it would kind of check those boxes and would be kind of harmless, um, you know, because it wouldn't be yeah. anything that Sony is using a higher profile studio to to make, um, and it might work out. So I I would like to see them do something like that to be honest, but but we'll have to just kind of stay tuned and see what happens. But um yeah yeah it, it definitely seems like there is some validity to this rumor. The leaker um is is uh it's a four chan leaker, but he is one of those people that has successfully predicted a lot of shit before. So there is a little bit of um you know still got to take it worth a grain of salt, but you know yeah I I think is you could go both ways about this the success of Ratchet and Clank. 
uh, and that Psychonauts, studio being yeah yeah and but but mostly on the Sony side well, that yeah, studio yeah, being yeah. busy with Spider-Man games going forward Wolverine mm-hmm. going forward and you know Naughty Dog being Naughty Dog mm-hmm. and, and working on whatever they're working on it, it feels more like availability and that this IP is out there for grabs and I feel like maybe you can easily say hey this is the next mascot uh, mascot uh, platformer that they'll make because it would make financial sense mm-hmm. uh, but it could also just be that he has some information on the inside that knows exactly what's happening yeah, yeah. but yeah we'll, we'll keep an eye on it um, mm-hmm. so the last story of, of our loadout news Pablo what do you got we got some 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 Yakuza gossip going on what, what's going on man yeah I, at first I saw this and I thought this news was a little benign but now that I think about it I'm a little worried. I mean, Toshiro Nagoshi is creator of the Yakuza series, and he's most recently the co-director uh, of Lost Judgment, is leaving the franchise and uh, Ryuga Gutaku Studios, Like a Dragon Studios, along with uh, Dasuki Sato, who is the longtime director of the series, and he's actually been the producer of the last five Yakuza Judgment games, mm. including Judgment, Lost Judgment, uh, Like a Dragon, uh, and, and uh, uh, Yakuza 6. Uh, they're leaving the studio together. Um, and uh, I posed a question to Marco if he was worried. I wasn't, but I, I don't know, man. These games are so specific and have a, a taste. I'm not going to go as far as to say that these games are what Metal Gear Solid is to Kojima because they're pretty much self-sufficient throughout like they, they've had the same kind of tonality throughout they've all you're almost, answering my question for me yeah. yeah almost all of them have had different directors yep. um and writers uh though though producers have been pretty much the same I, I just i'm not too familiar with how japanese studios like this really work on games behind the studios i don't know how if they write in mass or how how they develop these games but yeah. ultimately for me I uh, that is there but i i, I don't know they it, this is such a specific product and there's nothing like judgment and there's nothing like uh, yakuza really uh and it just feels like one guy leaving okay but two guys le- one being the creator of the series and one being the actual producer the kevin feige uh, of the actual series to leave right when Lost Judgment and Like a Dragon are done and, and, and kind of leaving those franchises like franchises up in the air. I mean, who who's to say that someone's going to come in and want to mark, make a mark on these games and, and change something? Because, I mean, these games are... These games ride that fucking line of being not good <laughs> in terms of writing. Oh, they're straddling. And, they're straddling. Yeah, they straddling the fuck out this line <laughs> uh, of being not good in terms of writing and being absolutely fucking... In, in some aspects, ingenious. So it, it's a very fine line. I feel like the, there's a very good balance uh, when they make these games because for me, none of these games have missed in the main uh, Yakuza series from zero all the way down to six for me and even like Dragon. So it, it's it's a it, and they've all and they've all come close to tipping over mm-hmm. to not being you know. Uh, but they always manage to, 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 to fight their way back to it. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm worried, but I am interested to see what happens here going forward with the future of these games. And also, this actually kind of goes to show that 
I don't think anything's in development right now, like in terms of like a new Yakuza, maybe in pre-production, but nothing where anybody's too deep into it, even years later, because of the fact that these guys are just leaving. And and the news, the piece of news content that I saw wasn't like they're leaving production; they're just leaving that. that they've made an agreement from months ago, yeah, uh, to leave. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it might be a couple of years until we see something new uh, potentially yeah. um, on either the Judgment or Yakuza side. Um, and I think that's probably a good thing because it's it's time it's so. time to incubate a little bit, um, up obviously update the, your engine, your graphics, your, your your everything, and then maybe you know um, a, a fresh set of eyes. I mean, you know, one thing I will say, as much as I love both these franchises, is that it can be a little um, redundant at times. Um, yeah. You know, the storylines are different. Obviously, the characters are, are usually kind of different, but it kind of checks the same boxes. And I think maybe it would be cool to have someone new at the helm. And, and uh, you know, after so many years of getting all these games to um, shake things up a little bit and take some risks, you know. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm OK with it. I don't think that there's any real reason to be like petrified about it uh it's just that as as you know both of us are, are big fans of these ips so i think for us it's a little bit more like a ooh um for especially for a, a franchise that's you know for, for both these franchises which are not you know like triple a uh you know cream of the crop you know so it, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see but what one thing i want to run by you maybe they're leaving because of a certain corporation taking over mm. soon. oh you want to go there you want to go you want to go there yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're like, all right, well, if uh, you think Philly, if the you think Xbox are coming, you think Phil Spence walked up in there and said, uh, "You can go ahead and you can go ahead and write you, he, write you to get the fuck out like, of here." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you make like a dragon and leave? <laughs> wow, <laughs> Philip, rude man. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but that wraps up our loadout news, brother. Uh, let's uh, let's jump right into our next segment, which is of course booty juice, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright <laughs> From this point on We're all gonna sing all yeah, We kinda have to now Yeah I'm cool with that um, That was like my Luther Vandross Right there um, Alright Let's keep this going Before Pablo thinks of a terrible joke To make me feel bad About my singing uh, He's 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 marinating right now Alright Let's go no, no, Let's no. go Let's go You said No 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 you said Luther Vandross, and all I thought about is the Kanye line in Slow Jams when he goes, I got a light-skinned friend, look like Michael Jackson, got a dark-skinned friend, look like Michael Jackson. And that's uh, and that's the end of uh, the show. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's the end of this uh, entire series of, of, of podcasts. Um, I'll tell you what doesn't look like Ghost Recon. Uh, <laughs> Ghost Recon Frontline doesn't look at all like a Ghost Recon game. Not very ghosty. Not very recon-y. Um, Not very frontliney. Oh, but man, it, it certainly looks like a lot of Warzone. Um, basically, long story short, is uh, Ghost Recon Frontline was announced. It is a 100-player free-to-play royale that will compete with the ever unfuckwithable uh, Warzone. Um, look, you know, Pablo. We talked offline about this. Uh, you know, I kind of said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to beat this dead horse for too long. It's just this is another. You know, it's another display of Ubisoft's desperation to, you know, catch a wave with another glorified cash grab. And and this time, what hurts about this one is that this time, instead of doing that with like a new IP, like a Hyperscape or an X Defiant, which 
I don't know what happened with X-Defined, by the way. It's like MIA now. But instead of doing it with something new, now they're taking established IP and kind of flipping it on its head and saying, well, now Ghost Recon is going to be a Royale game. And, and, and that's not what the spirit of Ghost Recon is. So it just feels like a soulless and blatantly money-driven um, you know, attempt at a game. And uh, the YouTube trailer uh, is in ratio hell with, um, I think, around 14,000 dislikes, which just proves once again that fans are no closer to uh, understanding or liking this version of Ubisoft as they were before. Um, so, you know, look, I don't have a ton to say about this. I think this is just um, another opportunity for us to point and laugh at Ubisoft for, for continuing to uh, royally fuck their shit up with uh, a very <laughs> late to the party and, and lifeless uh, royale. Um, what are your I thoughts just, on this? I just think that they are, 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 are full on in the hate Let's just throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. But let's let's do some name recognition. Yes. Uh, let's put some shit on Ghost Recon and throw that to that six. Listen, name recognition is a double-edged sword because it works both ways. You you, you put out a trailer, uh, Ghost Recon Frontline, a battle royale game, and the Ghost Recon name gets people like Marco, gets people like me to go watch that trailer. And we're like, what the fuck is this? And so you get that whole ratio hell because it's, you know, Hyperscape is new. It came out, nobody knew what it was, so there wasn't really an opinion about what this game could be, isn't, what the franchise is or isn't. It's a new thing. But when you put the name Ghost Recon, people are expecting to see Ghost Recon type shit. They see whatever the fuck this is, which is basically them trying to redo their entire Battle Royale presence by kind of saying fuck off to to hyperscape and introducing this game and it's like it's a, it's a double-edged sword because you got people who love the franchise and you got people who coming in because like battle royale they see this shit and it's just it's like who's this for yeah you know <laughs> i don't like ghost recon i want to go see this shit i don't want a military another military battle royale i have my call of duty then you got ghost recon fans walking to this bitch like i don't want to see this shit this is what what i'm here for ghost recon it's a very wild thing and eventually they're gonna the, here's the sad part eventually they're gonna hit on something Eventually, they're going to throw some fucking Splinter Cell uh, card game, and it's going to explode. <laughs> it's going to be the, the I keep Splinter telling you not to speak evil into the world, but you do. And it's going to and it's gonna be a massive hit. And I, I, I think that the, the, the company that Ubisoft can mostly closely resemble in the future is Konami, where they find their money somewhere and they abandon the thing that got them there and then they'll come back, they'll come crawling later to the thing that made them good, yeah. you know? With those Pachinko games are rolling <laughs> in the cash. That's yeah, true, And they, they are. decided to, 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 to walk away from a multi-billion dollar industry and then they're like, maybe we should double dip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's where they're at right now with, hey guys, who wants to make this cool game? You know? But we'll see. Yeah. Well, look, guys, that's, uh, that is our booty juice for this week's episode. I have to admit, for most of that segment, Pablo, when you were talking, I was thinking of different ways to sing booty juice for future episodes. So yeah, that's I, good. I, I like that. a lot of surprises in store for y'all. So uh, it's going to be a lot of decibels. I'm just going to tell you like that. And uh, let, let's go ahead and jump into the, uh, the checkpoint chat, which, as we said at the top of the show, is our new game roundup. Uh, we're going to take deep dives, very deep dives, into Far Cry 6 and Metroid Dread. So... Pablo, since we're already kind of on the subject of Ubisoft, I think it makes the most sense to go ahead and start with Far Cry 6 first. And um, I, I think that one of the big things that, that has been the, the reoccurring theme 
with this game uh, is is obviously the the quote unquote more Far Cry um, sentiment that is uh, happening with a lot of reviews, happening with a lot of you know uh, message boards, you know Twitter soldiers and, and the like. So I guess where do you stand on that, and and you know what's your personal perspective on that argument? I think it's more Far Cry, and it's fucking great. I mean that's that's my consensus. That's where I've that's where I've always kind of. Ever since Far Cry 3, I've always wanted more of that kind of game. Mm. I mean, when we look at what Ubisoft has done in the past with Assassin's Creed, it's very formulaic. And yet, they've changed the formula, but into a whole other formula in which they maintain that kind of... uh, that kind of consistency throughout the 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 all the series. Uh, Far Cry Six is technically just the what th- fourth Far Cry in, in since three. Uh, it's three <laughs> four primal. <laughs> no, because it's three four. <laughs> is it? It's three. It's uh, yeah, it's three it's, four five uh, and six. No, three Blood Dragon. Uh, primal. Oh, you're counting spinoffs. Uh, okay. No, but their whole their whole okay. games, you know, primal. Yeah, and, there's like and, New and Dawn Far and Cry stuff. 5, yeah, New Dawn and six. So it's I I I I struggle with finding a negative in that mindset because we just talked about Halo last week and the whole entire well, it's more Halo. It's like yeah, that's what I fucking want. I want more Halo. Um, hmm. I I. I I think that there's things to be critical of of this game because this game is not perfect, not by a mile. It's, it has a lot of things that, you know, are 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 things that because they are a Far Cry game that they don't do too well. And I'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but ultimately, I'm having a good time. I I came into this expecting more Far Cry, and that's exactly what I've got. Um, yeah, I mean, you, I, I, you, I guess I understand that. I mean. I think for me, it's probably more of a Ubisoft thing at this point in terms of how people yeah. feel because of how many times Ubisoft has done boneheaded shit and, you know, like Ghost Recon, like X Defiant, um, like not, you know, putting out new Splinter Cells, stuff like that. And, and, and then Assassin's Creed starting to become a little bit kind of redundant. And, and this seems like the next in a long line. And it's probably it's- catching more flack than it probably deserves because of the brunt yeah. of all the Ubisoft dislike that seems to be going on right now. It's uneven criticism. When you look at Ghost Recon Breakpoint, how much that changed the formula, people were upset, right? And then when you look at games like uh, X Defiant, which is completely fucking doing whatever the hell that is, people are upset. Because it, it, there, there, is, there is a thing about consistency that really works towards a fran- game franchise. You know, when you look at Assassin's Creed, every new iteration of that game, it is more of the same, but it is what people want, what people like about that. The whole new thing with Assassin's Creed uh, Infinite or whatever, like the, 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 the live service, that's not what people want from Assassin's Creed, and people are voicing their concern about that specifically. But when I bet you if a new Assassin's Creed game comes out next year and it's more of the same, people are going to be like, oh, this is more... Like, it, there's just so much unevenness with with this type of criticism because when you look at halo when you look at gears when you look at games that have come out that are major franchises when you uh you know the thing that keeps them a big franchise is because we're gonna see more nathan drake in uncharted series you know we're gonna see more of that and it's and it is for me uh, you're right what you, you hit the nail on the head it's a ubisoft thing i mean look at fifa and madden They've been they've been the same mm-hmm. for a very long time, and just in the past two years, now people are like, man, this is more of the same. 
motherfucker, we've been saying that forever. Mm-hmm. And they've been getting eight, seven, Call of Duty, eights, nines, tens. It's more of the same. It's more of the same. Yeah, settings change. But I think ultimately it's just it's just a conversation piece. I think it's very easy and fairly so to many extent to really shit on Ubisoft right now. And and listen, I'm not gonna tell you sit here and tell you that they're not right. I mean, this, this is a lot of the stuff that we've seen in other games. I mean, if you play Far Cry three and you play Far Cry six, there's gonna be differences that you notice. But within the context of all those games, it's gonna feel very similar. Does it have that villain right that? It always shows it. It's always in the cover. Yeah, I mean, it probably has yes. certain mission types that are the same too, like hallucinating yeah. or you know some weird. Right, right, exactly. So that that's all there. Um, though the hallucination, I haven't gotten to one. Oh, of those I don't even yet, know. I'm, I'm sure just it's I'm, I'm, Oh, but I'm probably sure it's like a flamethrower mission too, where you're just like burning. Yeah, all there's, kinds there's of shit. gotta be something that sort. Of, <laughs> but you know, I didn't mean I to get to the shit so so quick with this topic, but I just think it's fascinating. But I don't think, to unpack. But the, here's the thing, though: I don't think they, they, those are rehashes in terms of it's cheap to do. I think they go, "This is what Far Cry is." You know, it's a little tough. I mean, I think I think you're right. I think that the the thing is that a game of any type that's a sequel is is usually targeting three different types of groups. There's the there's the people who probably feel like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's the yeah. people in the middle who are like, okay, this is starting to, to feel a little old. What are you doing that's new and different and exciting that I didn't see before? And then you have people who are coming into the franchise for the first time that don't know what they don't know, and it's it's their first Far Cry, right? Yeah. So it feels to me like a game like Far Cry 6 is speaking to the if it ain't broke, don't fix it crowd, and probably the people who never played a Far Cry before that are seeing it in its best iteration yet in, in all for all intents and purposes. Yeah. But... I think the problem from a business standpoint, if, if I'm thinking about Ubisoft's perspective, is that you, that, that middle of, of those people that wanted something new, something different, something that's refreshing, are kind of not getting that. And so you're, you're getting two-thirds of the pie when yeah. you could be getting the full pie. Now, I, 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 I think... Here's the problem. I think you're going to say what, I'm, what I think you're going to say, but go ahead, go ahead. I think a lot of people who are complaining about this just won't we're never going to play I, I was just going to say that yeah yeah i mean yeah. and a lot of times that middle piece is just the 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 people that play twitter and don't play games <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean yeah um, <laughs> that's a good one yeah. i think i think that's a lot of what's going on too but i do think there is something to be said for that for that middle audience like you see you see that a lot with like if we're changing studios and franchises like you think about like gears of war we'll talk about gears later but um you know there's people that you know are cool with more gears being gears. There's people that liked the open world stuff that Gears Five did because it was different. And then there's people who got into Gears for the first time that just got an Xbox for the first time and they don't know any better. They don't know where the series yeah. has been. And so that game to me managed to um, satisfy all three audiences in a really nice way because it did a little for everybody. It kept things familiar. It did some things that were new and it appealed to people who never touched the series before with a new cast, a new a new lead that they didn't have to know about, you know, very extensively, right? Um, Far Cry is a bit of a different beast, obviously, but um, I, I do think that it is a, it, it's quite a puzzle for Ubisoft to solve because, uh, I, you know. See, I don't think it's a puzzle at all and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because they could, o- they only know what the money says and far cry 5 is the biggest selling far cry game that they've ever had it sold 310 million in the first wait, wait, wait. 310 threat thousand right not million no, 310 a million it didn't sell 310 million copies 
No, no, three hundred ten. They made profit. Three hundred ten oh, okay. million in <laughs> okay. terms of money. We're talking yeah, money. Yeah. Okay, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. They they grow. Sorry, three hundred and ten million dollars in profit in the first week okay. of of sales. So they see this. They have a formula. They're gonna make more. And yes, there is that whole we're gonna fit this in within the formula because we know how to make these games. Look, if if there was a machine that made Far Cry games. This would be the perfect encapsulation of all those games <laughs> that came before it. Okay, uh, I, I, it really is. I, I think personally, for me, it, it, it's 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 the best version of these kinds of games. Okay, uh, it, it's has the best. The villain is is for me probably the best villain that they've had. Uh, the 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 setting is a lot like Far Cry Three, which was my favorite setting of, of all of them. Uh, the the mechanics, the, the game mechanics are great graphically. It's the it's a next generation uh, of Far Cry game, gameplay wise. It feels great to shoot. It feels really like smooth, and, and I, I I love shooting in that game. I love the 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 combat feels great. The melee sh- feels great. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff that makes the game a game. This is the top notch version of a Far Cry game from all the other ones. Just learn all the lessons. It didn't change the game. It didn't really do much in terms of. Uh, of changing what Far Cry is now. If you play Far Cry Five and you fell off of it because it was too too much of the same, you know, and you go into Far Cry Six thinking maybe they'll change, I get your disappointment. I understand why you would come into this and be upset because you're so tired of the franchise. I get that. I really do. My thing is, is I I got tired of the franchise in four and Primal and five revitalized my mm. my uh, enjoyment of, and I, I I played that game from beginning to end. I loved every minute of it. Now, for context, why why did Far Cry five? Why do did that I for love? I, I think I, again, I think it has a it's a combination of all those things. Mm. I, I think it was the fact that it was better than than four okay uh with the setting was better i think the villain was way better uh with that prophet and, and, and pagan men from four i i i think that certain aspects of four were really like tower climbing like you had a lot of that which they've taken away from the series as a matter of fact uh a lot of that stuff has just been kind of uh, pulled back it it, it it just felt too much like four felt way too much like a ubisoft game because i mean they had the towers they had everything the assassin's creed games have five changed the game uh in that way pulled back some of that stuff and really focus on narrative storytelling companions them having them stories and and, and kind of bring that over it's not great writing it's not great writing it's it's summer blockbuster you yeah. know kind of bullshit type of of, of, of story but I mean, ultimately, what I loved about Five as well was the setting. It was a brand new setting. It was Montana, and I love the 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 bad guys, the henchmen of the main guy. I love every how every one of them played different. How fighting them was different, and then I also like the fact that you can go about your business in that world. And I like I came in, I had a helicopter, and there was this huge statue in the middle of the thing, and I shot it, I blew it up, I fucked everybody up in there, and then four hours later. I meet the guy, he goes, I was going to send you in a mission to do this, but you've already done that. Like, that kind of fluidity in gameplay, you know, that's all there in this game as well. So, I I, I think that 6 is, for me, the best Far Cry that's ever, they've ever made. But if you are tired of the series, I can tell you right now, I get you, man. I understand why you would come into this and be like, fuck this. Because it is more of the same. It, it really is. But I, I, I think... I, I don't think enough credit has been given to 5 with how much it kind of changed some aspects of Far Cry. And 6 is really just a continuation of 5 in terms of, of those uh, gameplay mechanics. 
Um, and and it's really easy to say, oh, this is just more Far Cry because it is, but it's not such a bad thing. We're not talking about a horrible game. We're talking about a really fun experience, an open world. And here's the thing: when you look at other games in uh, of the same kind of elk, in terms of like the same kind of open world, th there is a hook to Far Cry Six. It is a first person shooter. It's not a third person, you know, kind of uh, over the shoulder type game. It is a first person shooter. It has great shooter mechanics. A lot of focuses on gunplay, uh, and it is an open world. And when you look at what's that one game that's open world? It's all about chaos with the Spanish dude Rico. Just cause. Just cause it's like, but it's a first-person shooter version of that where the shooting isn't secondary. You know, it isn't like the shooting kind of feels like crap, but it's fun yeah. to traverse. There's, it's actually the main action is is the shooting, and it's fucking a blast. I, I, I really like it. Um, you know, it, it's just one of the things I would say. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for Far Cry Five, if that's okay. Yeah, it's fine with me. I don't care. Far Cry 5 ends with the end of the world. <laughs> Straight up. Excuse me? Okay. Straight up. There's a prophet. Uh, I forget. His name is John. And he is preaching that the end of the world is nay. It's coming. And you, you know, you kill all his 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 uh, brethren and his his henchmen. And then you finally get to him. And, and you're there. And he's in the church. You're holding a gun to his mm -hmm. head. You're ready to. You take him out to church. And all of a sudden, he's talking about the end of days. And in the back, nuke, a nuclear strike starts to happen and you start to drive off and it's a crazy experience of the world falling apart around you and you have the the the, the prophet next to you, the pastor and you're driving and you go into the shelter and then the game ends with the end of the world happening and you being stuck in the shelter with the fucking main protagonist uh, antagonist of the story end of game you know if it, i played that game and got that ending i'd be tight I would be so yeah, tight. It's, it's bonkers. <laughs> it's crazy. It came out of left field. Oh. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. But this is what Far Cry did, and this is what they are to a certain extent. Listen, if you don't, if, if you don't remember the end of Far Cry Three, mm -hmm. where you're sitting there and they think that your 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 child with that one lady who's uh, Voss's sister, you can actually like the game could end two ways. You can either She's about to have sex with you. Yep. About to make you impregnate her, so she can you can birth the new leader of the uh, uh, of her people to lead them into freedom, and or you can you know kill her. But it, it just these games and just absolutely it's insanity. It's an absolute insanity throughout. So the reason I mention these things is because people are also taking to task the game for not being socially conscious about. <laughs> about the fake Cuban type of it's a lot of controversies uh, about that even even down to like the the um, the cockfighting I think is getting some backlash from PETA like they yeah, demanded to take the, it the, out the cockfights like, the, the birds are fine nobody they don't die you know there's a I mean it, it, there's a lot of stuff in that game I I just don't like and, and this is coming from a bleeding heart liberal you mm -hmm. know I just don't like how not everything has to be politicized. Especially Far Cry fucking six. I mean, like I, t I just explained to you the story of Far Cry five. It's and almost like asking was, Saints Row to have like some like serious yeah. message to it. It's it's a little bizarre, you know. And people were upset that Car Far Cry five didn't go far enough to paint these people as a, you know as a na a white nationalists. 
even though they had that kind of attitude, they never said outright that they were. There wasn't not really a lot of yeah. racism in the game, like. But there's like, oh, you know, the game it wasn't brave enough to call them white nationalists because they really weren't. I mean, there's a lot of that going here. on in gaming right now. Like even Spider-Man took flack because, oh, you know, he's he's uh, he's, he's rubbing elbows with cops. All cops are bad. Like, oh, yeah, wow, this is a comic, it's, guys. Listen, <laughs> so. I, I think you could. I think you could take little things out of everything, and and, and yes, okay, if Far Cry wanted to be a little bit more socially conscious have a little more conversation within the game and treat it a little different sure but the fact that it doesn't doesn't mean that you have to be critical of it i mean when you look at the so open critic has the game at a 78 um it, it fluctuated from 78 to 80 down to 79 i think it's at steady pace yeah. at 78 i think general consensus is too familiar predictable story and a lacking narrative um i think that's i i, I think that, that that's fair um uh, however I, I i i would never go into a far cry game thinking that i'm gonna get these a complex story uh i don't ever think i'm going into a far cry game thinking that i'm gonna get i'm gonna get taught geopolitical yeah. uh basis of islands based on cuban dictatorship and oligarchies i mean i, I mean what are we talking about i guess here? that like, makes sense but i think i, I guess for me story-wise it's more of like how much of a presence is is uh you know giancarlo esposito's character you know is he just um, is he around uh, is it is he a constant so okay, so he's okay. So that's a good question. In the beginning of the game, he's set up so he's there a lot. Yeah, you hear from him constantly. All the camps have his speeches playing. You see billboards from him. Towards the latter half of the game, from what I've heard, he's in the game a lot. Okay, like he is, he is putting out a performance. He went all out on this. Uh, apparently, it was. It isn't a a. It isn't a Voss situation where a lot of pro- uh, promotional stuff. They kill him in the middle of the uh, of you know mm. Voss dies in, 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 at the middle of, of Far Cry Three. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He's not even the main uh, antagonist. So there's there's none of that here. But I I, um, I guess that makes me just curious though, like why people say there wasn't enough narrative. Then I mean, what were they asking? I mean, no, I know I you think, haven't seen I enough yet, but I'm just I'm just it just makes me curious. I, I think people just want they see Giancarlo stand and they think I just think they want a a very concentrated narrative output mm. when it is an open world game about taking zones, taking this. And so you could, that's the thing, you could mainline the game and get all the story. Or you can or you can do what I've been doing when I'm trying to get through the story, but you get lost and shit starts happening and you're like, what the fuck? You see a, a, a outpost, you, you try to take over the app. Th- that's what the game, that's how the game shines mm. the most. Uh, and I think people who mainlined it would be like, well, that story is predictable. And because they've almost didn't give Far Cry 6 a fair shake in terms of playing it like it's meant to be played. Okay. Um, this is ultimately for me to kind of wrap up my, my thoughts of Far Cry 6. This is a very me game. I like Far Cry It's It's, it's like your th- brand of insanity. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah. I like 3. I, I like Blood Dragon. Uh, Blood Dragon, yeah. Oh, Blood, Blood Dragon, Dragon was yeah. my shit. Yeah, I love Blood Dragon. I, I, I 4 lost me. Uh, Primal was not for me. And 5 brought me back. I, I really, really enjoyed 5. And I'm enjoying the living shit out of 6. I, I really am having a fucking blast with 6. And um, just like just like five, I, I think I found myself surprisingly not invested, but curious about what's happening next in the story. Enough to where I found myself like, "Oh shit, I'm about to beat this game," and I feel like that's what's gonna happen with Far Cry Six. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed. I, I I can't sit here and tell you that I recommend it for everybody. I, I think if you're sick of the Far Cry 
Here, here's here's my final point. If you're sick of the Far Cry franchise in terms of everything is done with three, four, five, I get it. Sit this one out. It's not for you. If you're curious, if you haven't played it for a long time, but you remember enjoying this game, I, w- I recommend this game. I think you'll like it. If you never played a Far Cry 6 game and you like open world shooters, this is the game for you. Like, hmm. I fucking play this game. If you love Just Cause, if you love Mercenaries, play this game. This game is that like this is what this game is trying to evoke yeah it um, seems like if you're looking for a more social conscious experience i this isn't it i i i know that one of the things that people say well if it's not trying to be political then why did it pick a very political type of art uh, of conversation in terms of you know dictatorships and the fidel castro and the cuba uh, point of it i will say this that is a good point but this game doesn't go completely without addressing those things there are certain aspects it does address those things maybe not in the best ways possible but it doesn't completely brush them under the rug they're there and it shows it shows a horribleness mm-hmm. of what the of this dictator and what he's done to the country you know that that is there you know little shades of far cry 2 mm-hmm. are in that as well in terms of the story i, I think that's what they were going for okay as well. but yeah, yeah i mean it's, it I seems like it's uh it's kind of a comfort food game for you in in, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I, yeah. I, will, I want to twist your arm with one more question before we move on. You know, if if what you're saying is for the most part right in that this is arguably, of course, um, the best iteration of a Far Cry in terms of the formula, in terms of what it's doing, what does Far Cry 7 do next? I mean, if does it just do it better than better? I mean, what what happens, in your opinion, uh, if, if you could magic wand it or if you just search playing yeah. Pablo Damas what, what do you think Far Cry 7 I, I, has to be at, at this if this is a peak yeah I think Far Cry games are very um dependent on their setting on their antagonist mm-hmm. uh and I think if Far Cry 7 were to come out and be more Far Cry 6 I think that the 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 the, the setting and the antagonist have to be otherworldly like they have to be like fucking knocking it out of the park like it has to be that it it has to it has to exist for that reason alone mm. um if they're not willing to change the formula because if they don't come close to what Jim uh Jim has done or, or the setting or even the characters of this game it's gonna be Far Cry 4 for me all over mm. where I'm gonna fall off again because it's just not going to live up to that hype especially with after after Blood Dragon and 3 were so Personally, for me, we're fucking great games, yeah. um, and and me falling off of four like that. So, you know, it's a it's a whole roller coaster of a ride thing. I mean, I I think that the sales would dictate what seven is, uh, though. I, I I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, if I look at other set, the open critic might be a little lower than their. I think usually they run around eight. Yeah. Um. So this might be kind of a wake up call for them. Um. I I think that they've done a lot with six with the weapons and and, and the um supremo weapon mm-hmm. as they call it they a lot of cool stuff with the cutscenes. it's no longer first person cutscenes are third person and you can see all the gear you have on look ridiculous like a dumbass <laughs> wearing all the all the different kind of armor sets but it, it's it's a really cool thing that they do here so if seven would have to would have to take the franchise a little further than what six did from five mm-hmm. Uh, though I will say that five from four was a pretty decent leap in terms of, of innovation within the series. So I think that it's fair to say that seven does have to do 
what five did from four in order for it to be, you know, acceptable in my in my okay. opinion. Um, but again, it's contingent on 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 setting and antagonist, which is for me, I think will ever will forever be the thing that drives Far Cry. It's it's a first person shooter open world. With a bonkers antagonist and a setting to boot, so I kind of half jokingly said this to you uh, offline, but I would want to play as the antagonist in the next game. If you pick somebody yeah. crazy enough, hey, I, I want to play as them, and I want the roles to reverse, and I want the country to defend instead of going yeah. and conquering as like a resistance group or something like that, and and see it from a different yeah. perspective. That that'd be kind of a dope twist on the formula, in my opinion. And I think that they can make it work because they, I, I don't think they have to do too much to the formula itself yeah. to make that a reality. Right. And that could be enough. I mean, that could be enough right there. I mean, that definitely will set it apart from every exactly. Uh, exactly. Other game, you know? Yeah. So one of the things, yeah, one of the things that I that I uh, always always think about Far Cry games, I, I, I think personally for me, they're super underrated uh, because of what they're compared to and the company they're in and the other games that come out from that company itself. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a super underrated franchise because it, it, it is a neat, it, it, it's doing something in the space that no, no other game does and it doesn't get enough credit for that, you know? So, yeah. uh, okay. I would love to see a far cry to stick around for as long as it possibly can. And yeah, definitely reinvent itself when it has to, but don't, also, don't reinvent yourself for the sake of doing that. I mean, again, go back to to Assassin's Creed with the live service game that they're they're trying to make. I mean, it, yeah, don't, don't do, that. do that. Don't do that. That'd yeah. be that'd be don't that'd be that. trash. Um, all right, man. Well, that's an interesting uh, perspective on Far Cry. I mean, keep me posted on how that's uh, coming along for you when you finally beat it. Um, maybe we'll talk about that in the next episode or something to uh, kind yeah. of do a little update. Um, as for me, so it is time to talk Metroid Dread. Um, you know. Pablo, first, you know, I guess to start with a little bit of background, when it comes to Nintendo, um, Metroid is my Zelda. It's it's my Zelda. It's, it's even, in a, in a way, it's my Mario. Um, I was never much of a Nintendo person, and I probably said this in another episode, you know, way back, but I was always on the opposite side of the fence. I was always a Sega Genesis kid or uh, PlayStation or something else. I, I never really... Um, I was never really much of a Nintendo person, so the, the first time I actually played a Metroid was um, Super Metroid, and that was on an emulator, uh, of all things. I never played it on the actual uh, Super Nintendo. Um, and I, I, I did it on a whim because at that point, you know, it was one of those like legendary games that I kept hearing about in, in old-ass old message boards in the like, you know, late 90s, so it was that era, um, early 2000s maybe. Um, and I, I tried it on a whim, and man... I uh, I fell in love. I fell in love with the music, the the atmosphere, the isolation, um, everything about it um, was just super super different. And it and it didn't feel like a typical Nintendo franchise. So that was probably why I I, I took to it so much. Um, and then later on, when the Prime trilogy came out on GameCube, um, that to me was you know even though those were you know kind of it was a side story trilogy. It was it was a masterclass yeah. to me in, in how to reimagine and and modernize such a classic uh, time tested formula like that. So, um, you know, the fact that Metroid went dark for almost fucking twenty years or so, 
uh, give or take, is it, it was and is just in, insanely baffling. And I and I get it. You know, like a, a lot of stuff has been talked about with Metroid Dread when it comes to oh, you know, Metroid has never really been a, a seller for Nintendo. It's it's one of their lowest selling IPs. It might actually be their lowest selling, uh, from what I've I heard. Think it is, yeah. Um, it's never made like three. It's never sold like three million. Yeah, and when you think whatever. about like Luigi's Mansion making ten million in, in 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 units sold or stuff like that, like that's insane, you know. And, and especially when it's for such a great franchise like this. So, I, I think that 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 narrative at this at this point is kind of interesting to me that it's coming up now, um, because you know people have wanted Metroid to, to to make a comeback when Prime Four was announced. People lost their minds, um, and, and you know so it's like well. You know, clearly there's an audience for this. So why is everybody kind of biting their nails about sales? Like, look, you know, not every game that Nintendo puts out has to sell, you know, seven, eight million units it, it, to be to be okay. You know, so I, I just never understood why the the fact that it's such a lower selling franchise was such a big factor in a why Nintendo pulled the plug for so long, uh, and b why I guess why fans care about that so much. Like if you like Metroid or you're interested in Metroid, just 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 try it out. Like I, I never understood yeah. that. So I I I think that one of the things about Metroid why they pulled the plug on it is because it is and I don't, don't want to sound like a fucking asshole. It is a sophisticated franchise in terms of its it, it doesn't hold your hand. No. And you can play a Mario game, you could play a Zelda game for how for much as I love Zelda. Uh it's very easy to sell you a Zelda, Breath of the Wild, or a Mario, whatever, 3D game. Metroid Prime is asking a lot of its player. And it, it just for me that's probably why it's been held out so long because it, it, it's it is for me it is I find it to be a sophisticated franchise. Yeah, it is a franchise. Yeah, yeah, and it's sci-fi. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's yeah. it's it's. I mean, it's not the deepest sci. It's not Mass Effect, but it's 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 sci-fi. I mean, you know, there's there's ancient species, there's weird organisms, there's you know all kinds of crazy shit that this game does uh, in a, in a Nintendo fashion. But it's it's there, and it's definitely not you know the, the latest adventure for Luigi. You know what I mean? It's it's a far cry right. from that. It's not whimsical. No, not not at all. It's it's charming in some respects. So I I understand some of the narrative, but I just don't get why people have leaned into it so much this time. Like, oh, you know, Dread had to sell over three million for there to be a future for Metroid again. Like, I I don't know about that. I I personally I don't think that was. Um, first of all, I don't think Nintendo was concerned about that to bring, you know, a game, especially with Dread. Dread has been in development hell for almost 20 years and, and kind of killed yeah. and, and brought back and killed and brought back. So if they brought it back, I mean, I'm sure they knew, Hey, it's been a while. Our expectations have to be a little bit more realistic this time around. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, you know, but regardless of all that, I was really, really excited about dread. Uh, I was nervous uh, that, you know, it wouldn't be a good comeback game uh, as, as anybody would feel. Um, and, you know, I, I was, I was, um, cautiously optimistic just because you know over the years we've played a lot of really good metroidvania games i mean ori uh axiom verge um i mean hollow, uh, hollow knight um which is a really good game um these games have all come out since then and they've done the cool art style they've done the awesome music they've done the cool metroidvania battles and and, and the map that's crazy and, and labyrinthine or whatever or i don't even know if i'm saying that right um, so how does Metroid come back? And, and, oh boy, I gotta say, um, I have been, 
I've been beside myself with joy every second of the way. Um, it has not only lived up to my expectations, but it has actually already surpassed them to the point where this might be my favorite game of all Metroids and all Metroidvanias, uh, period, uh, including Super Metroid. Uh, I think it's definitely on course for that. I, I'm, I am just absolutely blown away by how unique but faithful this game is. It's, it's, it does a lot of smart, subtle quality of life improvements while still remaining really rooted in its tradition, which I think is, is, is very commendable. Um, and it, it just, it's, it's a little bit of a case of what's old is new for sure, because it's been gone for so yeah. long, but sure. But it is still being a new Metroid. If that makes sense. It's not just, you know, you remember when we did this, right? Yeah. Like no, it's, no, it's no. introducing some interesting things. And, and some of it is kind of an extension of, of fusion, which was the, the, the last game in the mainline Metroid games. Uh, they, they brought some of that stuff with this game. Um, to you know, for continuity's sake, gameplay wise, um, but it does do some really cool things. Was that was that game not regarded as bad? Fusion. Um, I think people liked it. I, I, I admittedly, I missed that one. Um, I wasn't really in a handheld uh, phase at that point anymore. But um, I think what people said was that it was very short and, and a little linear for a Metroid game. Uh, like it was a little too handholdy in some respects. Um, and I think people missed the more drop you in and off you go kind of thing that like the old yeah. school Metroids did. Um, I, you know, from what I've seen of it, it looks really good. Um, now I, I, I think that just to kind of work through things, you know, category by category here, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of this, this release is, you know, in, in, in pairing with the OLED model of the switch. And so naturally how the game looks is, is it's a bit more of a topic for this game than it is for most switch games. Uh, and, and thankfully, it, the game looks really good. I mean, Digital Foundry did a whole blowout of this, and it runs at 900p uh, docked and 720p undocked, which for Switch is pretty solid, especially the fact yeah, that it solid. runs at 60 frames uh, almost all the time uh, in, in wow, gameplay is, is fucking great. really good. Yeah, um, 30 frames for cutscenes, though, uh, which is a little unfortunate, um, but they, the cutscenes are real-time. Um I will say, you know, if you're looking for the sharpest of textures and the tiniest of details, you, you kind of need to remember that you're playing a Switch game, whether you have the OLED model or not. You just you just have a better screen to see, you know, Switch games not look the best, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those things. Facts. Uh, you know, but I think where it lacks in that, that crispness, uh, it, it more than makes up for with its art style. I really love the cold, sterile... Uh, color palette and, and, and design of the game. I, I, I love Samus's new suit. It looks incredible. Um, and I think the presentation, especially in the opening hour or two, does a really nice job of kind of reminding you where the game left off with Fusion, um, getting you kind of acquainted with what's going on, um, and setting the tone for the rest of the game. It's, it's not like a cutscene heavy experience by any means, but it does a good job of using the cutscenes well over the, over the opening hours. Why are you grinning? Because I, because I, I have bought it and played oh, it. No. <laughs> Listen, yo, inside baseball. Pablo told me, I, I had a feeling you were on some bullshit. You know, Pablo told me he wasn't getting. <laughs> he just hold up a switch. <laughs> Listen, Pablo is that guy. He is the one that will tell you I am absolutely, positively not buying this game, and. He will buy games secretly <laughs> and not tell me that he bought them. 
until he has no choice. Because <laughs> he knows he's taking on so much water by buying so many fucking games. It, okay. All right. I, I'm going to let you let jump me, in real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I mean, look, you, you've you've been gloating about it. Uh, and then I have uh, my other friends. Shout them out. Who've been saying, Jan, Jan uh, he listens to the show. Shout out to Jan. Uh, huge Metroid fan. Uh, you, you know, he just played Super Metroid, I think, last year, like, again. Uh, he, and he was just telling me about kind of how much he loves it, how it's his favorite Metroid game, how it is, you know, a very familiar experience, but it is in the in a world of other Metroidvania games that have come out since then. Uh, Metroid, <laughs> I just it, can't, you know, I can't this even. is kind of his favorite of those games. It, it, it's really just uh, everybody's talking about it, and and and... But really, what really got me to it is the fact that I've never been a Metroid uh, Metroid fan. Like, I, I never really played a lot of Super Metroid. I think the most I've ever played a Super Metroid was actually this year in the begin- when it came, when I had the little Super Nintendo controller and I was just playing that. Um, so, I, 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 I like Ori. Um, I like Yoku's Island Express, which is a weird Metroidvania Pinball, a little weird one, yeah, but it was cool actually. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and I was thinking about all these uh, uh, Metroidvania games that I actually qu- kind of enjoyed, and they've all come from birth from you know fucking Metroid, you know, in Castlevania, and I, I I don't know, it's just that this game, and I saw it, I I got caught up in the story, which was surprisingly interesting, yeah. you know, yeah. with w- with everything, and I was like, yeah, I can really get into it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just lying to myself saying I'm not gonna buy <laughs> this, shit. and and so I, I went ahead and and I and I made this like future purchase where it's like I'll play this. When you I'm never, done with. you you never do that. You never buy a game and then wait. <laughs> I know, but I do I, I do play games and I finish them later, like I did with Resident Evil. So I'm thinking, you know, four months I, later. I, I'll, but still, I I, I finish it though. Oh, but I, I kind of felt this with this okay. is like okay, I I I, I want to give this a really fair shake. And if everybody's telling me that this is their favorite Metroid game, Metroid game, like if this game doesn't do it for me, then I, I'm definitely not a, a, a this. But I don't know, man. I, well, I the, let's, it caught, let's reset the table then because I you, yeah you didn't tell me shit about this. Uh, so right, fuck right. you. Uh, now now let's okay. So how far along are you so far? Let's let no, not very far along. About an hour and a half. Okay, so you're okay. Okay, got you. So I, I'm probably about I want to say about four or five hours in. So yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. I mean, I, I think for you, and this is this is this kind of changes the discussion a little bit because it's um this is good because I think it's going to help some people who uh, you know are are new to Metroid um to understand it a little bit better. I, I think that the FYI I will give you is. You really have to, you have to be in tune with the map, uh, and I don't just mean the map screen. Oh, I, already, I mean I already got, I already lost as fuck. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, there's a lot of things that are not visibly there for you to say. Okay, this is what you do next. Even there's 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 certain floors that you run past that if you don't like try to shoot them with a missile. Yeah, and and see that it actually opens up, and you can drop down to the floor below. You you would just be stuck, and like I don't know what to do. Um, right. So, I I would encourage you and anybody who's trying this game out, even if you're you know a Metroid savant, um, to really take your time to get to know every room that you're in because there's there's a lot of things that are in there that are not, you know. 
hammered over your head of this is where you're supposed to go. This is what you're supposed right. to shoot. Uh, you're not really going to be spoon fed that stuff all that or as often as you want. Um, I do think that can be yeah. a detriment sometimes because if you don't know better, you don't know better. And you might you might find yourself like YouTubing. How do I get out of this blah, blah, blah? Because you think you're stuck and you can't go anywhere else until you figure it out. That stuff is going to happen once in a while. It happened for me earlier. But and then I realized I was an idiot and missed something kind of obvious. So, yeah. One one of the most ingenious things so far that I've kind of come across is the logistics of the layout of the map. How it's not it, it's not it's not just left or right or up and down. Like there are certain you have to, I've never played a game that focused so much on your ability to remember layouts mm-hmm. and to really come familiar with the map because there was a, a thing early on where I, I'm coming in, I shoot this thing out, this thing falls, there's a door here, I can't get over there, I can only go this way. So I go up, I do this thing, I come all the way up, and I'm like, I don't know where else to go but drop down. And once I drop down, I'm at the other section. I'm like, oh, I remember if I just go right, I'm at that part where that thing fell and I can go to that other door. Yeah. And so I went up. and I, it, It's things like that where it's not, it's a very, very specific way that they made this everything is, is interwoven interconnected in a very purposeful way uh that's and once right. you and that's once exactly the penny it. drops of oh that's what this was okay now i'm here okay yep. and, and then once you start getting abilities to go back to certain places again dude mm-hmm. I, earlier i i um there was this this maybe 30 minute sequence where i had this big set piece happen i unlocked a new ability and i got a new suit and that that little window of time was like probably my favorite mo- gaming moment this year. It was just like, yeah. oh shit, I got that now. Oh, I got that new suit, and so now I can go here. And and the whole game just opened up in this new way. And I'm like, oh man, this is fucking Metroid. So I geeked out yeah. hard. So I want and, you to get to that point. That's why I asked you where you were in the game. Yeah. Because once you get to that I, part right there, you're gonna. Yeah. You, that's the make or break for you. I love sci-fi. Like it is, it is one of my favorite kind of uh, you know games to play, movies to watch, mm-hmm. and especially old sci-fi like eighties Alien, Aliens, that that kind of. And so I, 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 the music in this game is is incredible. People are a little divided on that. I think that's one area. I don't, well, and, and the reason why is because Metroid games in the past usually just blast a song while you're in a level this is that's why i love this is very different it's going into more of an ambient um type of vibe where you're hearing more of the creakiness of the the world and and that's right machinery and stuff rather than you know some eight bit you know no all you hear is like like boops and bleeps but then start shit starts happening there's build up i mean i i I don't want to understand how anybody can be critical I don't get of this it, dude. fucking the music. And then Adam, every time he, that every time he talks, uh, it, the, because there's not a lot of voice acting in no. the game. Um, but when Adam talks, it's like it, it just there's an eeriness in oh, the game where you hit it. you're that's, alone. That's told you. You're so alone. Yeah. And then when you hear Adam talking, even though it's a, ro- even though it's a robot, it's a, a mechanical computer commando thing. It just 
there's a oh a voice and it's yeah. like it, it it's very it, it, it cuts I, I, through like the the silence of yeah. that game in such a way like and it's a monotone robot voice but it's a it's a eerie ass monotone robot voice it's, it's scary it's, it's like yeah, a, this yeah. like growl I'll trust your ass, Adam. yeah i, I yeah. don't like you adam but he's apparently from uh he's actually a yeah. character from other m um, that he's a commander, Adam. Yeah, something. Adam Malkovich. I, I, I watched the story. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's Adam Malkovich. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Um, but y- y- you're you're right, dude. I mean that atmosphere, and especially when you you factor in like when you get into the 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 areas where the Emmys are, when the the, the film grain effect goes over the screen and and the color mm. gets even more muted, and then you're getting chased. How do you d- d- have you run across that yet, or no? The like, have you had an, an Emmy encounter? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think that those are so well done, uh, and I was really concerned about that because I didn't want to run for my yes. life too much. Um, I don't want it to be uh, Mister X or anything. Yeah. I mean, it is a little reminiscent of that in some respects, but I, I like the fact that they didn't. They keep the Emmys contained in a certain area, and then when you get out of that area, you, right. you don't have to worry about it anymore. It goes back to a, tra- a traditional room. Uh, so I thought that stuff was super fucking dope. Um, the, the the boss battles I've done one so far, which is which was really fun. Um, you know, uh, the, the set pieces in this game, like, like what the fuck, ha- what? Like I, I didn't I didn't expect that at all, and it just happened out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh oh shit, oh shit. You know, I'm running for my life, and you know, the whole room is falling apart and shit. I'm like, wow, this is different for me. Like I I didn't expect that, and and that's really cool for a game that's again sticking to tradition. But introducing these little things that make you, you know, keep you on your toes a little bit that I, I really, really appreciate. Um, and and obviously the fun factor for me is is through the roof. I mean, it's yeah. it's um, you know, I, I, I've I've like I said, I've played so many Metroidvanias, but this one just hits different. I think it just makes it makes me feel good. <laughs> it does. Um, and I think the other thing I would give it compliments for is the controls feel so tight. They feel so, so crisp, yeah. so tight. Um, the very nimble movement. The sliding feels good. The parries feel really good. The par- I love uh, the parries. Um, the jumping took a little adjustment for me because it's pressure sensitive. Yeah. Uh, so I was always. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. It's not double jump. I, I was yeah. like trying to double jump. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm still getting used to that. Um, but I think other than that, I mean, it feels really responsive. Um, and and the polish of this game, dude. Like it has that Nintendo polish. It, it's. You know, there's no day one patch waiting for this game to, to to tighten the screws. It just feels sturdy as fuck, and you can't ask for much more than that. So, well, I'm I am over the moon about this game. It is. I mean, Marco, there's a there's a reason if you haven't noticed why I haven't completed Judgment, Lost Judgment. I'm literally there. I'm literally there. But every time it's like I'm about to. One of the things is because I love Judgment so much, and I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want this game to. You end. need to beat. You need but to beat also, your games. <laughs> You gotta uh, beat your games, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I'm literally right there. Yeah. I'm like a boss fight away from. Uh, so, but uh, I Metroid is. I mean, so far I'm super early on, so I'm not gonna sit here and tell you, oh yeah, I love it so much. It's my favorite game. But it, 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 it's I'm I'm there. I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I think if you just, I hate to say it, but I mean, it's one of those games where you kind of have to put a lot of focus in it because if you put it away for a couple of days you're going to come back and go what the fuck was i doing with that map recognition stuff oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so really- yeah i mean that's the risk for you i think um you know if, if you're if you're trying to finish some other stuff i would try to get metroid back into the rotation quick 
uh, so that you don't lose momentum on that. And then, you know, um, cause I don't want you to fall off of it if you bought it. So, um, yeah, I, well, I think right now it's just, it's probably gonna be far cry in this. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. you ain't shit. For, for doing this though I mean you know, lying your ass up I, just, I mean it was Kiki McGee on the camera right I'm like what the fuck is he like giggling for <laughs> because I'm agreeing with what you're saying and I'm like oh yeah and I was gonna spring this on you earlier but you got into the whole history of your gaming and you was crying and shit Who so I didn't want to get <laughs> just kidding I'm not crying you're crying you're gonna be crying after this next segment um, when we get into our <laughs> our cool down showdown um so this is the debut. The, 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 I can't talk right now. Um, this is the, the debut. Uh, I, I ain't scared of you. Uh, I'm gonna scare my mama and the IRS. Um, well, good things to be scared of. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about uh, Gears versus Halo. All right. Now, now you and me, we are we are Xbox brethren uh, in, in these streets. Yeah. So this is. Um, I think it's important to, to set the tone here that. We both love Halo and Gears. Let's we're, we're not Fuck we're not yeah. going to sit here and try to shit on the other game like it ain't like it ain't shit. Um, not for, not for a second. But we're not going to sit here and act like Halo is better overall franchise than Gears. Um, but 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 but, but, but I, I want to let you go first because I've been I've been talking my shit about Metroid. I, I want to give you the floor to 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 basically and, and, and I guess just to kind of you know walk you guys through the format of this at least how we're going to start. Um, you know, Pablo's going to make his case for why he believes Halo is the best pound for pound Xbox IP. Um, and then if I have any rebuttals, I'll jump in and, and, and respond to those. And then I'll switch gears, pun intended, and talk about gears, make my points. And then Pablo will have his rebuttals and then we'll have our closing arguments. And then we'll let y'all be the judge and tell us who got it right and who got it wrong. Um, but, but, uh, reserve your judgment. Okay. For when we both make our cases. Now, Pablo, with that being said, why don't you go ahead and kick things off and tell me why you wrongfully think that uh, <laughs> Halo is the best overall Xbox IP? It's Halo is the is the premier Xbox IP, and, and the reason that it already is, lying. it's because He's already lying. It actually <laughs> put Xbox on the map. It is the reason Xbox exists. Uh, beyond the original Xbox console and why a 360 was made, so on and so forth. Look, th- this 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 franchise is a lot of it gets made about its multiplayer, which I'm definitely going to talk about. But there's innovation here in the in the console space. Uh, it's one of the first games to really put map camera and character movement independent thumbsticks to make first person shooters viable on console specific code I- intuiting uh what the player was trying to do on the thumbsticks to make it, it it's kind of like an auto aim uh that the, the code that they wrote for this uh, which many games after it have used it uh since then because it really for many 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 years uh when consoles started coming out uh there was this disparity between uh first person shooters on pc and first person shooters on consoles and no to that point, nobody can break that, uh, right? The consoles weren't the place you played first-person shooters. It was only on PC. Halo changed that completely. And and, and beyond that, uh, the very popular and the thing that everybody uses in their first-person shooter games is shield regeneration. Halo made this a, a, sta- a standard in these games. Games like Gears of War greatly benefit from this. The the whole kind of hiding behind something as your uh, as your health regenerates. I mean, Gear uh, Halo did this uh, early on and it was their, their standpoint from terms of like 
what a first-person shooter is on a console. The movement with the thumbsticks, uh, the auto-aim stuff, and then the shield regeneration. All that stuff is standard till today. Till today. <laughs> Popular games like Call of Duty, they still use that shit. Uh, and look, and then... Uh, well, also, just the, the fact that Halo as a franchise doesn't really get enough credit for innovation and storytelling. You know, people talk about how how simple or, or the simplistic uh, stories of Halo, but really when they look at from Combat Evolved, from the introduction to the Flood, from the, the Villain 4, the Didact, from the, what's that plan called? The, the, the religious connotation through the game prevailed through the series, like the Gravemind, that's what mm. it is, the Gravemind. All, all this stuff, weird shit, when you, talk, when you talk, take it out of context and you talk about, there's this big plant underwater that talks to Chief and introduces the Flood, but... When you go through the story, it makes perfect sense. The Harbinger, I, you know, Halo 2 gets a lot of shit for not being a complete game. But in terms of the overall story, that is 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 something that Halo doesn't get enough credit about. And I feel, for me, is is a, a incredible uh, achievement. And not only that, Halo is has taken the, the Master Chief, which is the de facto uh, kind of uh, mascot for Xbox, and it have introduced games that don't even have fucking Halo uh, Master Chief in them, like Halo ODST, where, where you, you take the control of not a Spartan, and, and you're taking through the eyes of a regular Marine throughout the entire kind of, uh, the kind of storyline that's happening throughout Halo 2 itself, and Halo 3. Uh, it, it just really takes that game into... Uh, that that franchise into new into new ways and new grounds that nobody really expected. When people said, "Hey, Halo DSC was going to come out and it was not going to focus on Chief," he was like, "What the fuck?" And then that game comes out with the jazz. You like jazz? Hey, do you like jazz? <laughs> 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 the jazz music. I mean, it is really just like thoroughly for me an incredible experience. And it, it, again, uh, uh, it's a franchise that isn't just a shooter. Uh, a basic marine grunt shooter. There's a lot of uh, nuance to, to the to the franchise itself. Do you want me to keep going on my other point? Just yeah, keep, yeah, hit, hit them all. all. Hit them all. Yeah. The next thing is multiplayer. I mean, I could just say that and move on to the next thing. I mean, I, I really could just say Halo multiplayer and we can keep you going. Can, but on it's your funeral. Thing. I mean, le <laughs> listen, leg legendary map de design, ca uh, game types like Team Slayer, Domination, uh, it's the game that that single-handedly has, has has kept capture the flag alive. Variation of those games uh, to expand on simple modes like SWAT, big team battles, and shoddy snipers, which is you know incredible uh, uh, modes that have really are are standard with with all uh, Halo games. And then the fluidity of the gameplay that makes it easy to learn but difficult to master online. Uh, it's just for me, there's not much that you can you can really shit about uh, shit on when it comes to Halo multiplayer, even Halo Five regarded as the worst Halo game campaign-wise, the multiplayer is top-notch. It is an incredible experience. And when you look at, and I hate to do this specifically, but when you look at games like Gears of War, have a great, fucking wonderful multiplayer uh, suite. It's, it's, it is among probably my second favorite multiplayer in terms of Xbox-specific uh, branded games. But I, I don't think it holds a candle to Halo itself in the Halo multiplayer. I, I think it's just, it's just not that... It's just not that innovative in its own way, but also, I I just think that Halo is it, it has something to say about 
being first and, and, and the nostalgia of it. I'll admit to that. You know, the, the, the land parties that I had back in the day. There's just, I, there was, I never experienced that with, with Gears games. And ultimately, to kind of wrap, uh, uh, to, to end the entire, uh, my, my, my case here, is Halo, the Halo legacy. The legacy of Halo. Again, and I mentioned this up top. It, it, it is the reason why Xbox exists. It is the reason why Phil Spencer has a job. The reason why X, the reason why Gears of War exists, to be quite honest with you. Because without Halo and the success of Halo, there wouldn't be an Xbox. And there, there could be many companies that wouldn't get that chance. More specifically, Bungie. I mean, Bungie went from being a company that sold Halo and themselves simply survived because they had run out of money. And now they create a franchise that is uniquely and unapologetically itself. So much so that 343 has struggled to keep up. And I know that's one of your points with, with what Bungie has done. But ultimately, when you look at what the what Halo is, what Halo means, what Halo stands for, for its players, its uh, ecosystem, uh, and its environment. I mean, I, I think for me, Halo is the quintessential Xbox game. Master Chief is the mascot that everybody... You know, it's it's their Mario, for lack of a better term. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I really enjoy every Halo game. Even if it's the story isn't great, I, the, the multiplayer is always there for me. Uh, and I, you know, for me, pound for pound, it is the best uh, franchise that Xbox has ever done and ever will probably make. And continues to this day with Infinite, uh, will just keep blowing every game out the water, including Gears of War. <laughs> tell you something. Let me tell you something. Can I tell you something? Tell you, something. you tell me. I love Halo. I love Halo. I yeah. bought. I love. Yeah. This guy right here loves some Halo. I sure do. Absolutely. Here's the thing. If Infinite is not what Infinite is supposed to be, a fair yeah. argument could be made that Halo's best days have been long behind them. Overall, between Halo Four being spotty for a lot of people i know we like aspects of, yeah. of halo 4 halo 5 is not a very beloved game okay i think that a fair argument could be made that the series peaked at around halo 3 uh because because I, I think reach is a bit of a tricky one some people love it some people think it's kind of a uh you know a pointless game or it doesn't really move the needle for the franchise it was just some some but some nice little swan song that really didn't shake the foundation yeah. up at all i wasn't a fan of reach but i, I it goes back to my point of it taking chances with the story into it sure extent. and 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 i think to that point um not only do i think that it, it could be argued that halo peaked early um and has been in a decline in some respects i think that the story hasn't always been great for this series either i think that's a big part of the reason why halo 4 and halo 5 don't get a lot of love i think 4 story was pretty good though. i love the cortana relationship getting center stage there but i think five story was atrocious i think reach's story to yeah, me was bad. was largely inconsequential and unremarkable um and i think some parts of even halo one through three were a little a little dry um when you think back on them so i i i, That's how I feel about I, years i don't know because I, I i feel like halo has always been a Bungie was great at building the Halo universe. The Halo universe, building that whole lore around it was excellent, but building a story within that universe is where I think they struggled. And I think they did... Got a little complicated. I, I think that the 343 has has had the same type of problems because they have this rich world with all these different alien species and, and races and, 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 and you know conflicts. 
on, on large scales, but to tell an intimate story and not have to put all the weight on Master Chief to do it and have a solid supporting cast uh, around him that can make it work without fucking it up like they did with Cortana is has been a challenge for Halo. Um, and so I think... And now, what, what, the one point I won't argue with you about, I won't argue with you about multiplayer. Multiplayer has been great by and large for Halo, and all the memories and nostalgia for that is totally earned and justified. I can't... I'm not going to knock that. I will say, Halo 4's multiplayer was a little sussy, um, and some people, again, going back to a game like Reach, felt like it was I. Uh, and, and if you're Halo, you can't really have an I multiplayer experience. And that's cause that's where your bread and butter is. The campaigns come and go, but it's the multiplayer that, that, that carries the most weight. And I think you even said that yourself. So, you know, yeah. the good news is that Infinite I, looks I great say, in that regard, but I don't yeah. know if the path uh, has been, you know, consistently great on the multiplayer side. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, but I would say a Halo I multiplayer is still better than any Gears multiplayer. Oh, now you just now you just talking jibber jabber. All right, no, no, but it's true you're though. Wrong. I mean, it's you're true wrong. though. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. On the Gears side, I, I think that the one thing that I love about Gears overall, and again, this is pound for pound. Yes, Halo Combat Evolved is god tier, god tier, and all the ways that Pablo said the Xbox wouldn't be Xbox without without Gears or without uh, Halo Combat Evolved for sure. But what what Gears has achieved is is consistency across all their games. You, the only one you can really point at, which wasn't even made by Epic, was was Judgment. I think I didn't like three. I yeah. think you're waffling. I mean, I think three was it was getting a little. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why three okay. real quick. Sorry, Trump. Is it isn't that? I don't think it's bad. I just think I was really, really, really worn out on the Gears of War. Like I just kind of wanted to get through it. I just. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I, I don't know why, in my head, I just was really, really bored to Tears of 3. I've recently replayed it. Uh, I don't think it's a boring game in any stretch at all. But I just felt tired on, on that. And I, I I would say there's a validity to that to a certain extent because 4 pretty much just, you know, changes the entire out plot of the game itself and, and like it evolves it beyond market phoenix because i think it, it was getting a little tired the, those characters were a little one-dimensional to begin with and I, I i will say you know i'm sure you're gonna get to that four and five have really taken those characters to the heights that one and three wish that marcus phoenix was. are you done except the dom are story. you done except the dom, are you done? Done. except the dom story dom story for you so look fair fair enough i mean but, but i think my point is is that <laughs> You're <laughs> Consistency has been key for Gears. You know, cons- you can depend on Gears ne- back then when it was the original trilogy and when it shifted into this new uh, version of it. And that is despite changing the, 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 the lead protagonist that you play as to different people. That is, uh, you know, despite, you know, moving into a more uh, semi-open type of, of, of style, that, that, is, that is despite the, the test of time. And, and with competition and, and, and new games that have crept up and, and the way that the industry has, has moved and shook in, in the years since Gears was in its, you know, in its early days, um, th- there is still a place for Gears of War. And that's because it, you, you don't have to necessarily worry about getting a bad Gears. It just it doesn't really happen. And I do think that you can argue, and this goes into one of my other points, that Halo has not had the same type of, of luxury because... My second point, it was actually my third, but I'm going to bump it up, is the Coalition is better than 343 Industries. 
um, when you talk about passing, but that's not the whole story. Uh, it, it is for me because passing the torch from Epic to Coalition presented the same challenges that Bungie passing Halo to 343 presented. It, you're bringing a franchise to a new studio, and it's got a lot of equity. It's a it, they're tentpole franchises for for the for for the Xbox brand, and you can't fuck it up, right? And 343 has taken that onus and fucked it up with the Master Chief Collection coming out buggy and broken for years, literal years. Halo 4 coming out with uh, a a decent single player, but an awful multiplayer. Then you have Halo 5, which was marketed the complete wrong way and butchered uh, from a story standpoint with the way they used Cortana and had a decent multiplayer, though. You have these constant trade-offs between good multiplayer, bad story, good story, bad multiplayer, broken game at launch, years to fix. And then you have the coalition that's just handling a business. We're just making good Gears games, guys. We don't have to worry about it coming out broken. Buggy, yeah, not being able to connect about, to matches, getting dropped out, crashing your consoles. That doesn't happen. Coalition has it coming. At that point, you're talking about logistics because there's nothing. Because I'm, ha- I'm glad you brought up a Master Chief Collection. There's nothing. Gears has nothing that compares to a Master Chief Collection in any way, shape, or form. Now, logistically, I understand the development of that game, uh, of that uh, packaging was bad, and it's now in a great form. But, I mean, it is the best kind of that collection that you've ever ha- will ever get in any aspect. You could play multiplayer across one, two, three, four uh, of those games. It, that that is an achievement beyond it, uh, it, beyond anything absolutely. that I've seen. Absolutely. It was and it was a it was a terrible alpha for about 3 years. Um but it's not anymore. Well, it's not anymore. But it, it was, and yeah. and that was not the way you want to represent Halo versus Coalition, who has, who has made intelligent moves to to stay the course and not try to to, to push the envelope too hard and, and at the risk of, of hurting the Gears uh, name. Now, the third point that I want to make is that I think that the cast of Gears overall is better than Halo. Again, Chief is Chief, and Chief is, again, Mount Rushmore, God tier. Chief is the shit. I have nothing against Chief at all. And even to an extent, Cortana. I think Cortana is pretty good, too. I think she's been fucked up with Five, and now she's yeah. you know talking to me on my Windows laptop. That's also kind of a what the fuck for me but gears of war characters to me have always been very memorable they might not be the most deep characters in the world but i'm sorry can you name me a lot of deep characters from halo other than okay other than like marcus phoenix you got cole you got dom you got kate you've got baird you've got the carmines which was the running joke and even those guys were cool you've got jd You've got, uh, dude, even the new cast of okay. characters from Gears. And I get that, but the Gears of War franchise is a franchise that is an ensemble cast. Ma- the Master Ch- uh, Halo games are not an ensemble cast. They're literally about just Halo, I mean uh, Halo, about Master Chief and Cortana. So you got two people constantly by themselves... And then you have a whole ass game that the entire premise of the game is that it's an ensemble cast with Dom, Marcus, Phoenix. I agree. I mean, if that's what if that's the takeaway you want to get from it, I, I, yeah, you win that category. But then again, that's not what Halo. Was I don't trying know to about do that either. because you have like the you know Miranda Keys and you have you know the Sergeant. But they weren't. 
they weren't uh, they weren't with you the entire time. Like they weren't like with like Dom is with you, like JD, like Kate, like all those guys, Marcus. Those guys were with you consistently throughout. So he, they better be fucking fleshed out if these guys just one dimensional characters walking around like huh. <laughs> Like they have to have some kind of backstory. I, but I agree though. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy those characters. I enjoy like the relationships. It, and, to and me, to me, it creates a more emotional a payoff in, in a lot. To of me, for as excellent as, as as Master Chief is, I I almost wish that he wasn't so isolated because he can't really yeah. flex the yeah. dimensions of his actual character when he's always by himself or just talking to the same person in his chips in, in his chip. You know, like it, it, that's it, fair to give him more opportunities to, to show different sides of himself on other characters. That's something I'm hoping that that Infinite can do uh, with its story. And if it does that, then then yeah, I'll stand corrected. But you know, super w- fair. What, what Marcus Phoenix benefits from, on the other hand, is being the lead and seeing it from the, the perspective of a lead guy to seeing him in the perspective of being the older guy, the, the vet, the guy that knows what he knows, and he's on the sidelines and he's got his son. And then that was the, a great. Parent, that was a great parent, Yeah, the parental relationship there. Those types of things are, are, are what, to, to me, make those characters lovable as a whole because they all serve a purpose to each other. Uh, whereas yeah. Chief is just out there doing Chief shit, which is dope, but there's just not enough around that to, to bring out the best in, in what Chief can uh, offer as a character. So it, It's limited to what Chief can do in, in the emotional uh, spectrum because of how isolated he is. So there's really no relationships there. With Gears, there's, there's a lot of relationships being built and there's a lot of payoffs. I mean, especially with the five and everything that's Come happened on. there. Depending see, on see, choices. You know, yeah. that's Come over here. Come over here. That's Come one, over. you. No, 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 that's no. one. Everything else. No, no, no. Everything, everything, everything else was Gears, man. So, I, I, I mean, look, I, I this was a complete wash i mean i just i just i just cleaned up this this dub so no absolutely not no no way i mean let's look at let's look at one more thing you know uh uh money walks bullshit well money talks bullshit walks 3.4 billion dollars is the total outcome in terms of what uh halo has done in terms of profit and uh we're talking about that and gears we're talking about which ip is has the best games overall one billion we're talking about which games are the best overall we're not talking about which games made the most money well three four three point four billion dollars is showing me that a lot more people like Halo. That, is, that Halo. does not mean that they like and that's a not lot Beyonce. of people bought Halo that's 5. How many people like Halo 5? Uh, you would have said because Halo sold the shit. You can't even right? say Halo. You said Halo. <laughs> nah, bro. I, I, I cleaned up. Innovation. I mean, just the fact that Halo is the, the, the father of all single player, of all first person shooters on consoles, the multiplayer and the legacy of the game. And you could bring the collision. I like that, but you, you that's not fair. You what can't do you just leave out fair. Bungie. You can't just leave out Bungie and be like, the collision oh, is you mean the same Bungie that only yeah. exce- that made a, a, a corridor shooter for Halo 2? Instead of a, Bro, instead of Bungie. oh come on, you gotta say Bungie cocaine, crack, crack cocaine. Bungie, but you think Bungie and three four three together are are and the collision is better than both those studios? Wait, wait, what was the what, what was the question? You think that the collision is better than Bungie and and three four three? No, no, I think Coalition is better than three four three. Yeah, but you can it, It's not the tail of the tape. There's not you know. I, I will say this: to, I think the combination of Coalition plus Epic. Versus yeah. Bungie and three four three, I think Epic and, and Coalition are better overall. What's uh what's Epic done besides Gears in terms of the same magnitude? We're talking of, about Destiny. Gears. We're not talking about other franchises. All right, but I I mean look, there's you can't you can't argue innovation, which is what you said yourself specifically. You even said the multiplayer is better. I mean I can't see where. When have you seen you... a multiplayer like Gears before? 
When have you seen a multiplayer like Gears of War before? Just like your argument about money, new more of that doesn't mean newness doesn't mean that it's you're talking about innovation. <laughs> okay, but what have you seen a game like Halo? A multiplayer a game like Halo with a, a multiplayer mode? shooter multiplayer like Halo, like Halo, uh, like you know, they existed before Halo. They might not have been no, as but good, I'm saying uh, but they Halo, existed. like when you like game it comes out, and you're like, this is like Halo, like what, and it's as good as what Halo. does like Halo mean? Like Splitgate, for example. Uh, yeah. You're on record saying this is a very Halo-like game, so don't yeah, even come it, with that. She's like, I don't I, even know I, what. No, it's I just talking don't about. understand the point you're making. I mean, yeah, there's games that are like Halo that come innovation out. within the aspect of what Halo is as a first-person shooter in the console space, what it means to Xbox, the existence of Xbox throughout multiplayer and how it's changed the game multiplayer it, in that it, aspect, and how Halo is very uniquely and specifically Halo itself in multiplayer, and how no game has come close to doing what Halo's who, done who, in that who space. Who is doing and anything like like? like like gears for multiplayer though that's what i don't understand like th there have been games that have tried the cover shooter things, but th it's but not a, it's point. not as good as halo though what but it's not as good as halo the multiplayer is not as good as halo's multiplayer that's not, uh, halo halo has great multiplayer yes it is this is the whole point of the whole but but showdown but my, no but versus. my point is that some of them are not that great some of the some of the halo's multiplayers have not been good halo 4s was not that yes, good that's that's bullshit and been you ones. literally said they've all been good and you said you wouldn't know, argue, I wouldn't argue multiplayer. That, that, that that overall it, it, it is it is great multiplayer no, they, but there have been misses there has along not been the way. a bad multi there has not been a bad halo oh my gosh there just hasn't been you don't know halo <laughs> <laughs> halo 4 had good multiplayer oh wow yeah absolutely wow, did wow. and absolutely oh, wow. did you heard it here first guys you heard it here first. Yeah, and people will agree. All Halos have great multiplayer. All of them And all too? Gears have oh good multiplayer. Somebody stop him. He's... Oh. Listen. You're not going to get a back on Cool Time Podcast is looking for a new co-host. Uh, please submit <laughs> your application. Because this man just said there's never been a bad Halo multiplayer. There's never been a bad make uh, wow. Halo multiplayer. Okay, we have to wrap up. There has We're running it. long. We're running long because... Uh, Run along because you're running wrong. Look, That's why. it was a Gears game that came out two years ago what? that had a multiplayer that nobody is talking about. Who said nobody? Gears 5 multiplayer. What do you mean? People. Gears 5 multiplayer. Who talks about that? Who's ever spoken a word in the last third, in the last like 24 months about uh, Gears 5 multiplayer? How long has Gears 5 been we out? We played it for five seconds. Wait, you know how I know? We played that shit for five seconds. You did? Bro, come on, get out of here! I bet you I can check your gears. I your Halo for 10 Four multiplayer. Seconds. Fuck you, man! It was it was good. <laughs> I, I, play, I I actually liked. I actually really loved Horde. I loved Horde mode. I, that's my shit. Yeah, for Horde gears. is good. That's my shit. Well, I, look, I'm not saying Gears multiplayer sucks. That's not what I'm saying at all. And I and I can say this too. Gears has never had a bad multiplayer. I can say that as well. But Halo is just the better multiplayer experience overall. <sighs> I wish there was some kind of bet for whoever loses this argument. Hey, bro, they they well, they all. I think they wanted this. We always agree and we're always nice. I think this is what I think. Uh, cool down showdown is what we needed. Yeah, but I didn't, honestly, I didn't feel like you all. I didn't know see. I was gonna have hot flashes out of anger today. I didn't know I could have hot flashes. <laughs> that's not possible. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you lose them, bro. No, it's not. That's what happens when you lose them? We're in the corner, getting hit in the under in the kidneys and shit. You're like, wow. damn, I'm losing. Wow. Hey, I don't think you're going to find many people out there that are going to uh, be on your side on this. But, I mean, hey, listen. You're brave. Don't play Halo if you told 4 me, multiplayer and fuck off. I, 
because you would have told me, hey, take gears on this. I would have done it. I, that's how much we like these games interchangeably. But you were brave. I think you you took an L coming in just Excuse. picking gears. That's just on you. But that's the, you know, the, the series that peaked the after arguments. three. The series that peaked after, after three, three. Is, the, is, is, is the clear front running winner. No, no, no. No, sir. No, yeah, sir. Absolutely. There's not no, even. Sir. A, there's not even. It's not even close. <laughs> that's going to wrap up this week's show. <laughs> that's gonna wrap it up i think every show's gonna end like that's this fine <laughs> that's fine somber that's, that's fine Fuck. until next time please be sure to send hate mail to pablo and give our podcast <laughs> a sub on spotify and apple Podcasts, and stay connected with us in between episodes on twitter and instagram that way we'll always be in your fov you're welcome fuck you pablo i'm, I'm getting the shirt with that <laughs> on there uh, and a bumper sticker that says that too and we'll see all of you i'll buy it next time <laughs> no you're not you're not supposed to support the hate that i have for you Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) I'm going home. I'm already home, but I'm going home. Bye. Stay home.